All right, Sports Hog fans, Adrian Bras, Steve Kaplitz, your regular host. They're on the way up to Super Bowl 57 Arizona right now. But I, Lane Frank, host the Squared Sports Podcast, 15 years old, along with UTEP Zay, 16 years old. It's going to be an awesome show. Let's go. Let's do this. I, I've, I've been excited this whole school day. You know, I've been looking yeah. forward to this. So let's go. I'm, I'm excited. Perfect. All right. So let's give you the listeners a few layout of what we're going to do this show. So we got Garrett Stubbs, MLB catcher, calling in a few minutes. He's on the Phillies, had a great season last season. We're going to have Aaron Alvin Jones calling in to start the second hour. Zay and I are going to give our all star NBA draft picks, our Super Bowl picks, so much more. Come on this three hour show. So tune in. Call the number 915-505-6009. All right, Zay, you want to talk out? Uh, let's talk. start the show with a little Super Bowl preview. Super Bowl preview. Let's do it. You know, let's. What are, what are we going to do? Are we going to get straight to the chase? We're going to take our picks? Or are we going to just go in-depth? It's up to you. I say we do our picks top of the hour, second hour. So let's do it 5.30, top of the hour, second hour. That'll be pretty perfect. But Super Bowl 57, going to be an awesome game. Chiefs versus Eagles. I think that both teams have a great shot to win this one. It's going to be a competitive Super Bowl. These are the two best teams all season long. No messing around the playoffs. I really like the Super Bowl matchup. I do too. You know, I'm hoping for... All I hope is for a close game, right? Regardless who I'm rooting for, regardless who I want to win, I want this game to be an absolute classic because I'm not saying the Super Bowls in, in past have not been classics, but they haven't lived up to the hype, you know? Yeah, I think uh, this Eagles obviously had an easy path to the Super Bowl, you could say. But same with Chiefs, refs, all that. It's going to be a fun game. I love this Eagles defense. And I love this Chiefs offense, so it's going to be a really fun matchup to see. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So, you know, we got our, our callers calling in right now, so... Uh, let's get to it. All right, perfect. Who do we have call? Or, yeah. As always, you can call the show now on 5505-6009. You're here with Lane Frank, 15 years old, host Sports Talk today. Garrett Stubbs calling in right now. Hold on, let's get him up. Let's get him on up. All right, perfect. Thank you for calling in, Garrett. We got him there, Zay? Uh, I think he's there. Garrett, Garrett, can you hear us? Uh, yeah, I can hear you guys. It's a little quiet, but I can hear you. Perfect. All right, thank you for calling in, Garrett. Let's get, uh, call it in to ESPN 600 El Paso Sports Talk. You guys doing good? Yeah, of course. Thank you. Doing the off season. Yeah, we're having a good off season. Yeah, definitely. All right, so first thing I wanted to ask you right here is you're doing the World Baseball Classic coming up in a few weeks for Team Israel. Obviously, Team Israel team, I'm definitely going to be rooting for in WBC. What are your expectations for the WBC or just outlook on what the World Baseball Classic can be? Should baseball be added to the Olympics? Let's talk about it. Yeah, I hope you and your family are rooting for Team Israel in the WBC. It'll be a fun one. Yeah, uh, I, My expectations are uh, kind of all over the place. You know, I've watched Team Israel in the past. Uh, have some success and surprise a lot of people in the WBC. So um, I think we've got some good players. Um, I know we've got a great coaching staff and in, in Ian Kindler and Brad Osmus. Definitely. Um, and the players should be able to follow them nicely. Uh, and, you know, we have our work cut out for us. That, that first bracket's going to yeah. have Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, and Nicaragua. So, It'll be a fun bracket uh, down in Miami. Uh, I'm sure it'll feel like a home game for the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, Dominican Republic. If you put that team on MLB roster, all them together, I think that might that team might be able to get like 150 and 12 or whatever it might be. That team's stacked. But, you know, baseball's baseball. One game, never know how it might go. 
no doubt about it. And that was uh, that Dominican team. You look at that roster that they yeah. put together, and yeah, it's it's an all star team. How's the pitching outlook looking right now for Team Israel? Um, it should be pretty good. Um, you know, we have a couple guys. There's actually a guy with the last name Rossman from the Phillies who will be there too. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm going in pretty blind. Yeah, I think the rosters came out yesterday. Um, so I'm going to have to take a look at those, um, see if I've caught or faced any of the guys that will be coming out and uh, kind of work from there, you know, as the guy who's going to be taking that pitching staff through the whole WBC. Um, I'm going to have to do some scouting reports to make sure that I know uh, what these guys got, what they're best at, and what they're not so good at so we can get better at it. Definitely. Again, Sports Talks fans, Steve Kaplitz, Adrian Baradis on the road right now going up to Super Bowl 57. We have Garrett Stubbs, Phillies catcher on right now. He's talking sports with us. Is that you got anything to add about WBC? Um, not much. Just, you know, I'm excited to watch everybody, you know, um, all the teams play. Of course, it's under, it's not under undervalued. It's, people don't value WBC. WBC at all, right? Because this is, this is, on the level of the Olympics and basketball, I mean, this is just a fun time to be a baseball fan. Yeah, definitely. I think WBC should, or baseball should be added to the Olympics in general. Uh, next question. Yeah, I think Yeah, yeah, yeah just more on that under underwhelming part of the fans and WBC. You know, I think that you'll see the Latin American culture uh, come out full force in that WBC. You know, this is, this is the Olympics for them, and uh, I'd love to see – some more uh, pride, uh, you know, in that USA team because that team is incredible. It might go down as one of the best ever assembled. So um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of USA fans out there. I know there'll be a lot of Israel fans. Uh, Israel, um, you know, not while not known for their most uh, athletic humans out there in, uh, in sports, baseball is one that uh, us Jewish people uh, hold pretty close to us. So it should be fun. Yeah, it's a great squad. All right, let's pivot to something else. This is an El Paso show. Obviously, the Chihuahuas are located in El Paso. You came down here for the minor leagues a few times. How was uh, El Paso City, Southwest University Park, Chihuahuas, represented by other players or just thought about from you or other players? Sorry, repeat that again? So, uh, obviously, you came down here a few times for El Paso, Southwest University Park. Is that one of the more high-end AAA ballparks, or do the players like the city of El Paso or do they not like it when they come? Oh, yeah. That ballpark is incredible. Uh, probably up there top five in all of minor league baseball, um, whether you're you know, going AAA all the way down to A-ball. Um, that stadium, they did an incredible job there. Um, when we would travel there, you know, the worst part about traveling is the travel part. So, you know, waking up early, getting on those flights and whatnot. But El Paso is one of the better destinations that we go to in AAA. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I know they've talked about basketball teams, baseball teams uh, going to El Paso eventually. So that stadium's built, you know, for some pretty large uh, events to be able to be held at. So it's a fun place to be at. The fans definitely show out in El Paso, uh, which makes it even a better environment to play in. Yeah, Zay, you got anything to add on that about Southwest University Park? Yeah, not much. I mean, it's it's cool to hear them talk about, you know, how, how nice of a park it is. I love it. I love having a AAA team here in El Paso. And, uh, yeah, it's great, to, it's great to hear people, you know, the, the players actually raving about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, so uh, obviously you're on the Phillies right now. You've been on for the past year. Great experience. You had the Astros, now you're at the Phillies. But this isn't a stacked NL East. You know I'm a major Mets fan. They brought some great pitching. 
Justin Verlander, Kodai Senga, Braves got some guys. Marlon just got Luis Arias. That's going to be a good squad. What separates the Phillies to repeat as National League champions? Well, we definitely uh, have a division that I believe would probably be ranked number one in all of baseball. Definitely. Um, I'm sure that's up for debate among certain people, but uh, with the Phillies, the Mets, and the Braves uh, probably coming in at that top three, um, people sleep on the Miami Marlins. It's a very good Miami Marlins team. Uh, Has been the last couple years, but with the division that we have, they haven't been able to kind of push into that wild card spot but it's going to be an incredible feat uh for whoever wins that division uh i've you know i think that we have an incredible chance at winning that division i think the team from last year um you know would make another run at that division uh and then you put in the add-ons that we've done in the bullpen trey turner at short uh you know dave jombrowski and sam fold and and John Middleton up at our front office and ownership uh, have done a really good job of making sure that we keep the players that help us win. Uh, you know, we lost a few this last year, no doubt, um, but have definitely replaced them with uh, very good arms, very good position players. And, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, playing against uh, the best teams in the league uh, over and over again in that division. Yeah, you know, last year everybody thought it was two-team race, Braves and Mets, and then obviously you guys come in and you win the whole entire National League after being a wild card. So that's kind of a cool thing about expanding playoffs, getting more teams in there. You guys won that series against the Cardinals, Padres, Braves, so yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, we definitely took a, a hit early on in that division, uh, getting down early in May, uh, which didn't help us trying to crawl our way back. Uh, through that division race, but ended up getting in that wild card race, and we were a much different team there at the end of the year. And I think that if you ask the Braves and the Mets uh, what kind of team we were at the end of the year versus the beginning, I think they'd say it was a 180. Yeah, definitely. All right, I'll be remiss if I didn't ask this right here. You live in Philadelphia. The Eagles are in the Super Bowl right now. Eagles or Chiefs, give me your answer. Come on, baby. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, baby. It's going to be a fun game, no doubt. Uh, I've got a couple of friendly bets out there with some of my buddies uh, pushing hard for the Eagles. Uh, we got to go to a Monday night football game this year uh, in in the link, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, the fans are just as electric uh, at those football games as they are at Philly's games. So Philadelphia has had an incredible year for sports. Um, obviously, we didn't win the last game of the season, but uh, hopefully we can watch the Eagles do it here this Sunday. Great. Yeah. Um, Zay, I know you have a question right here, but Super Bowl going to be an awesome game. You're going to see Zay and I's picks later on in the show, Sports Talks fans. But Zay, you got a question for Garrett? I do. You know, Garrett, um, you know, the youth may, baseball may be dying out in the youth. And obviously, baseball will never die, but the love for it, you know, do you believe that it's kind of dying out, kids, you know, me and Lane's age, teenagers? Um, you know, it's a good question. Uh, I always you know, talk to kids and see kids out at the ballpark with the same love for the game that I did when I was growing up. So I always hear, you know, people like Rob Manfred talking about the youth and how baseball isn't as attractive of a sport to young kids as it once was. I I don't necessarily see that everywhere that I go. You know, you got guys like you two, um, as well as people all over Arizona, California, Florida, Texas, who strive to be Major League Baseball players. You know, you might not get the kids out of the Midwest or the Northeast where it's cold for half the year. Uh, but I think that there's a lot of players still out there that love the game, 
who are starting at a young age and developing to be the best that they possibly can be. Um, and I think it's showing in the big leagues right now. you got kids anywhere from 19 years old to 35 years old to Zach Granke, who's almost 40, <laughs> and Justin Verlander and Scherzer, who are a little over 40. Uh, that's a wide range in age of players in the league. And uh, I think it's safe to say you've seen a lot of generational players come through the league in the last decade, whether it be guys like Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Manny Machado, uh, and then some young players like Cody Bellinger, who may have not had uh, the best seasons this past year, but has put together seasons that, uh, you know, could be untouched in the future, uh, as well as, you know, Ronald Acuna and guys like that. So, you know, I don't know what the future looks like as far as the youth, but as far as I can see when I'm out there on the field, there's a lot of young kids in the stands still hungry to be Major League Baseball players. Yeah, of course. Thank you for calling in, Garrett. I got one more question for you, and I know, Zay, you might want to add on this one. Post-MLB lockout, after last season, season starting late, what are still some of the complaints from the players that you've heard or you have? Um, you know, I don't know about any uh, specific complaints, and I don't want to sell anybody out, but, uh, you know, it, it felt like we held out for some things. Um, you know, you see guys like Tom Brady and their career with $330 million or whatnot, uh, and we're talking about the 1% of the 1% of players in the league, um, like the NFL, and then they go get a media contract for the same exact money that they made as a player, as a media personnel. And I think as players, we see that things like that um, in the NFL or the MLB or whatever sport you may be talking about. And it's tough to say that players aren't underpaid. I know it's a big contract, and I'm sure that's not a popular opinion to a lot of people out there. But uh, that was definitely one thing that we wanted to change when we got to uh, the CBA negotiations this past year. Um, and sure, the 1% of players in the MLB are getting paid, um, and that's what people see. You know, they see the Mookie Betts $300 million. They see the Bryce Harper $300 million. Uh, what they don't see is the younger players who, you know, might not have that 10-, 15-year career. And they get into the big leagues, and they're 35 years old, and they're not getting paid what their value is out there on the field. So uh, I think that we didn't change too much on the front of economics, and I think that you know, a few years from now, unfortunately, there might be another uh, negotiation happening where the owners try to stick it to the players uh, again uh, economically. And I think that something needs to change on that front. Zay, you got anything to add on that before we let Garrett go? No, not really. I mean, he said it perfectly. Obviously, I'm not a player, so I wouldn't know. But it sounds, you know, you, you understand his concerns. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for calling in, Garrett, to the 600 East Pin El Paso show. You guys are awesome. Talk to you soon. Talk to you. All right, Sports Hog fans, we're back. Like I said before, Adrian Bras, Steve Kaplitz, your regular host, they're on the way up to Super Bowl 57 Arizona right now. But I, Lane Frank, host the Squared Sports Podcast, 15 years old, along with UTEP Zay, 16 years old. We're going to be taking you through the show. We just had a great interview with MLB catcher Garrett Stubbs. He detailed some great stuff with us. We're going to have Aaron Alvin Jones coming up next hour, start the second hour, 5 o'clock hour. You can always call our number, 915-505-6009. Again, that's 915-505-6009. Zay, you ready to start our next segment? I'm excited for this. We talked about this a little last night. You know, yeah. Let's get it, man. Let's do this. All right. We have the NBA All-Star Game coming up soon, folks. And as in past years, they've had the NBA All-Star Draft a few weeks before the actual game. This year, they're doing it the night of the game, right before schoolyard pickup type of style. So Zay and I are going to pick our squads right here. Zay, you want to be Team Giannis or Team LeBron? Um, 
You're the host of the show, man. Come on, you choose. I'll be Team LeBron. You can be Team Giannis. You can get first pick. All right, let's do this. Okay. <sighs> Wait, hold on. Time out. Let's talk about the snubs because okay. I'm I'm an Anthony Edwards fan, and why? Why? What? What the heck, man? What the heck? Exactly. I think John Mar- uh I think um, James Harden also got snubbed. That's an amazing snub right there. But that's a different type of guy because he's been an All Star in his career before. He's obviously going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But for a guy like Anthony Edwards, really hasn't had any accomplishments yet. He definitely got snubbed. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm more talking about. I get the consistency thing. You know, maybe he's a little, he's a little uh, inconsistent at times. You know, he can be he can force a lot of shots. But man, he's so fun to watch. I think the All Star game should revolve around who's fun to watch. Obviously, statistical stuff like that. But I want to watch the funnest players in the league year in and year out. Yeah, definitely. I think that's why it's gonna be fun to see Zion this year. But like. I want to see Andy Edwards and John Moran throwing down dunks. We're not going to see Andy Edwards. Yeah. But, hey, NBA All-Star Game is one of the funnest out there. All-Star Weekend just as a whole is amazing. Obviously, the dunk contest is kind of dried out. You know, they're, they're, they're not bringing in the guys as, as they usually are. But I still, I still love it. I still love All-Star Weekend. I love the three-point contest, and uh, I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome All-Star Weekend. Let's kick it off with our draft. Your team, Giannis, you get pick one. Okay. Okay. Let me think about this. Let me. Let me. Let me pull up. Let me pull up everybody. Everybody. The starters. Okay. And of course, callers, listeners, you can call it now at five 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 six zero zero nine. Okay. Give me. Give me. I'm Team Giannis. I get pick one. Give me Jokic. Okay. You're taking Jokic. Pick one. Pick one. I'm gonna go a little bit different. I'm gonna take Luca. Okay. That's respectable. Okay. So I got. I'm. I'm going big on this. I'm going bigs. Bigs. I'm prioritizing them. Give me, give me KD. All right, that was gonna be my next pick. You're taking KD. I'm taking Jason Tatum. That's gonna be lethal. Luka Doncic, LeBron, Jason Tatum. Okay, okay, I get that. Give me D. Mitch. Give me Donovan Mitchell. He's had a great year for the Cavs. The Cavs are so fun to watch. I love Garland. I love Allen. Of course, I love Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, g- give me Donovan Mitchell. You love this wide open for me. Give me Steph Curry. So I have point guard Steph Curry, small forward LeBron, power forward uh, Jason Tatum. And then we got shooting guard Luka Doncic. Okay. Okay. Let me let me count down my team. Okay. So I got Giannis. Obviously, I'm Giannis. Uh, I just got Donovan Mitchell, Nikola Jokic, KD. I need I need a guard, man. Dang, it's tough. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Give me Zion. All right. That was giving me my next pick, Zion. I don't really want to take Kyrie Irving. Let's see what options I have left. Is that it? I think that or. Um. Yeah, I think yeah, that's, that, it. Okay. that's it. Kyrie Irving, that's my next guard. Dang, no big man. <laughs> hey, no big man, but I really got one guard on this team, so it, it's fair. It's fair. Yeah, Kyrie Irving definitely got who went into this, not wanting to take, but we got him. Okay, so on to the, on to the reserves. Um, give me – I need guards. Give me give me Tyrese Halliburton. I know, I know I'm taking him really early, but I love, I love watching Tyrese Halliburton. I loved him when he was the Kings. I understand the trade, but – I mean, Sabonis for Halliburton last year, it was it was frustrating for me because, I mean, he should have been a lifelong king. Definitely. Yeah, I need a big man right here. I'm going Joel Embiid. Should have been all-star starter. No brain air. We're just going to sub Kyrie Irving out the first minute. We're going to plug JoJo in there for the rest of the game. Let's go Joel Embiid. <laughs> okay, okay. Give me give me Jalen Brown. I love his defense. I love, I'm a defensive guy. Jalen Brown, possibly defensive player of the year. Yeah, give me, give me Jalen Brown. All right, I'm going to take a guy who isn't having his best season, but he's dominated in all-star games in the past, Damian Lillard, Dame Dalla. Okay, Dame Dalla. Dame Dalla, I like that. Um, I've got two straight guards for me. Let's make it three. Give me Shea. Give me Shea. Give me SGA. Perfect. All right, uh, my next pick, I will take, you know, I'm a Knicks fan. 
Julius Randle. We're not going to take Julius Randle right now. We're going to go with DeMar DeRozan. He's going to throw up some highlights. Let's do it. I love DeMar's game. The mid-range is dead in today's NBA. Yeah. I'm, I'm sad because of it, but uh, that's a great pick. Um, give me Laurie Markinen. You know, I'm taking all the all the little guys here. I, I love Laurie. The Jazz, you know, they, they start off hot. They start off really hot, but uh, they've kind of cooled down, obviously, but they're still a fun team to watch. We still have Paul George on the board, right? Okay, I'm going to take Paul George for my next pick. We can plug him. Shooting guard, small forward, power forward, Paul George. Okay, this you got a stacked team. Give me, give me Bam, give me Bam. Yeah, Bam, definitely a good pick. My next pick, I'll go with uh, I'll go with the six foot eleven dominant Demontis Sabotis. We got some colors. All right. Yeah, we got some colors. Let's finish this draft, and then we're gonna get up to Jamie. All right, perfect. Jamie, my brother, he's calling in. Let's finish this draft. Uh, next, are you up or am I up? Um, I think I was up. Okay. Yeah, you okay. go. Yeah, give me give me Jaron Jackson. I was thinking about taking Sabonis, but just because of that thing I said earlier, them trading Sabonis for Halliburton, I'm not taking Sabonis. I'm taking Julius Randle, no doubt. Knicks fan. Okay. You leaving me no choice, huh? I mean, no, Drew Holiday. Give me Drew Holiday over Sabonis. I'm sorry, sorry, Sabonis. Right. I have nothing against you except the fact that uh, the Kings just. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, I got Sabonis. I picked him last time. We're good with that. I picked Julius Randle. Who do we have left? We have uh, Drew Holiday off the board. We have you already took Lowry. So is it just Jalen Brown left? Uh, I think I take I took Jalen Brown already. Okay. Uh, who do we have left on the board? My last um, pick. Did you take Jaw? I'll take Jaw right here. Okay. No, I thought Jaw was already taken. I'm taking Jaw Morant. Yeah. I don't know how we neither of us took Jaw. I I completely forgot. Again, Sports Talks fans, I'm hosting it along with co-host Utep Zay, 15 years old me, 16 year old him. You can call our number now and five. 505-6009. That's our NBA All-Star Draft. We rounded it out. That's about it. We should do sim- let's, let's try and get a simulation later. We yeah, yeah. Do maybe, that. maybe we can try to do a simulation on 2K or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Bring it to yeah. you, Bring it to you next time. Alright, let's head to the calls. Jamie, we got Jamie line one. What's up? Hey, what's up guys? I uh, heard you were talking about All-Star snubs. Just uh, wanted to hear what you thought about Jalen Brunson being snubbed from the All-Star game. And I think recently in the past few games, he's been playing a lot better, maybe using that as motivation. Just wanted to hear what you guys had to say. Yeah, Jalen Brunson has been dominating as of late. He's had 41 uh, points there tonight. Yeah, he definitely should have been All-Star. Thank you for calling in, Jamie. We got some other stuff coming up. Uh, UTEP Zay, you got any questions? No, I agree. Jalen Brunson was a was a snub. I know you probably felt that, Knicks fan. That, yeah. that probably sucked, huh? Definitely. Jamie, you got anything else to add? Yeah, I mean, I feel, definitely feel like the Knicks should have had two All-Stars, but uh, maybe even three should have had Donovan Mitchell this year. Oh, but, yeah, it is what it is. That's a punch. Uh, I think he's an All-Star, but, you know. You know, what upsets me the most about this whole Donovan Mitchell not being on Nick thing is that the main piece Knicks were kind of holding back was Obi Toppin, and now there's rumors that he might just be traded to the Jazz without Donovan Mitchell deal. They might just trade him deadline to the Jazz. So uh, that upsets me a little bit. But uh, Donovan Mitchell, one of the best players in the NBA this season. Fun to watch. Yeah, definitely some questionable moves by the Knicks front office, but hopefully they can make a big splash this deadline. Uh, we'll just see what happens, I guess. Yeah, thank you for calling in. Zay, you got anything to add? No, I mean, I think you said that perfectly. New York, big market team. Let's get a big market team, you know. Get get a get a get a get a god squad. It, the NBA is fun when the Knicks are are top five in the Eastern Conference, and you know I know they found success as of recent, but still, I mean, you want them big, the big the big names in the Big Apple. Yeah, definitely. All right, I want to introduce a little new thing right here just for the listeners. It's going to be called Did You Know? I do it on my show so you can 
tweet the show if you have the answer or call in. Who is the NBA legend who never fouled out of an NBA game? Leave your answer, Twitter or call in. That's our Did You Know. We're going to be doing them throughout the hour. That's our Did You Know right there. Zay, you know the answer? I sure don't. I sure don't. All right. So, uh, yeah, always you can tweet or call the show to know that answer. All right, let's move on. Do you want to talk a little college basketball? Let's see how it goes with that. Uh, we obviously had a great week in college basketball. 15 ranked teams lost last week. That's wild. College basketball is is crazy. You know, we're, we're gearing up for March. This is arguably, this is the most important month before March, obviously. But this is when we, we're starting to realize who are the pretenders, who are the contenders, and I guess we saw last week there's some there's some pretenders. Yeah, there are definitely some pretenders. 15, 15 out of 25 teams lost last week. That's the most ever. That's a little bit uh, crazy me right there. But, uh, yeah, obviously crazy stuff in college basketball. Let's hop into it right here. So, Duke, they beat North Carolina on Saturday night. I was at that game. I was at Cameron Indoor Stadium. It's a wild environment. They haven't lost a game at home this season. But then they go on the road, and they get smoked by Miami. This is a very young team that can only do well in their own environment. Unfortunately for them, NCAA tournament is not playing Cameron Indoor. So, yeah, this team is going to struggle in NCAA tournament. I don't think this team can go the full way. Obviously, I'm rooting for them to go the full way. I'm a Duke fan, a Michigan fan. I saw on Saturday night, I thought this team could be top five. And then I saw Monday night, this team could be the worst in ACC. So, leave me your thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, I'm a Miami guy. Not not a Miami fan, of course, but I like that team. You know, last year's run with McGusty and all that. They were a fun team to watch. But you're right. You know, Duke is a young team. It's going to take time. There's going to be growing pains. And you saw that last night, or, yeah, last night with the, with the ugly 20, what was that, 22-point loss? Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So Duke squad, logged freshman. They show up for a game. Adrenaline against North Carolina. Can't really get for a game to go to Miami and win that one, even though it's Miami. Yeah, Miami... They they've been on the come up, right? They they've been on the yeah. come up. Uh, I think they're a fraudulent team. Unfortunately, as much as I would would want them to be a good team, I think they're fraudulent. I think they're 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 gonna be out by the second round. Yeah, your team. They basically based your whole entire Twitter page around UTEP basketball. Let's let's talk about because you know definitely more know about this than me. But uh, what's your direction for the rest of the season with UTEP and what happened on Saturday? You know, it's 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 important at this time when you're a team that's struggling this bad that you just. You stay calm, you stay relaxed, and you keep everything together. You don't want to lose it midway through the season and just become absolutely horrible. Basically, with UTEP, they're they're gonna get they're gonna be losing for most of the game. They're gonna make it close in the final five minutes, and they, they, they just, the better team pulls it down the end. And we've seen that the past couple of games. Yeah, definitely. And then we obviously saw UAB beat FAU the other night. So hopefully, Conference USA can get two bids. Say FAU doesn't win the conference, UAB wins the conference, you get two bids, and that's the play tournament right there. That's good for a struggling Conference USA right now across all sports. Yeah, you know, Conference USA, it's 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 the joke right now, right? It, it's okay to joke on them because, I mean, it's going to be a bad conference in a couple of years, at least football-wise. You know, I'm not going to shy away from it and say Jacksonville State is going to come in and win eight games. They're not, they're not James Madison, you know? So, uh Conference USA is a joke right now, unfortunately, but hopefully, hopefully in the coming in the coming weeks, you know, we'll be. We'll, I mean, the coming years, we'll be, we'll be on top again, or maybe not on top, but at least competent. Uh, yeah, definitely. We also saw number one Purdue lose the other night. That was a uh, crazy game to Indiana. Indiana team obviously has Trey Jackson Davis, Mike Woodson. What do you like this new direction in college basketball where teams are hiring former players? You have Michigan, Juwan Howard, Mike Woodson, Indiana. Uh, Kenny Payne, uh, Louisville, even though that's going horrible right now, but hopefully he can get on his feet. Do you like this new direction with the former players going back to their alma maters? I do, man. I do. You know, 
when uh when the when the UTEP job opened up a couple years ago, the name that was thrown out a lot that you know the fans wanted was Tim Hardaway. Man, I, you know he came on. I think he came on Sports Talk and said, "Hey, I want to come back. I want to coach." At UTEP, and that would have been cool. Obviously, it's not the smartest thing to do. Two years as an NBA assistant really doesn't qualify you for a, a college basketball head coaching job, but still, you know, it would have been a fun little experiment, and uh, hopefully it'll it'll happen in a few years. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think Tim Hardaway could definitely be a college basketball head coach. You see Penny Hardaway. Obviously, I know they're not related or anything, but uh, yeah, in Memphis, he's doing well right now. He's been always caught up in scandals, though. One of his players that used to be there, Amani Bates, this is a guy who I put out on my Squared Sports Instagram the other day. I said if he didn't go to Memphis last season, if you say he went to the G League this year, he went to Michigan State, he went to Michigan, fresh on the college basketball world, he would be competing with Victor Wamanyama for number one right now because he was that type of player coming out of high school. He was the next Kevin Durant, and they kind of fell off the face of the earth. This is a guy that would be a steal for any other NBA team. Yes, yes, you know, um... The other day, he dropped like 29 straight yeah. points. You saw that? I mean, yeah, Imani played. Bates yeah. has all the talent in the world. It sucks what happened at Memphis. It never, it just never worked out. But, uh, yeah, Imani Bates, you know, that was a talk for years. And I remember when a little kid talking about Wembenyama and, and Bates, you know, going head-to-head in a couple of years. And obviously, that's not going to happen this year. But uh, he, he'll be a good, you know, late first round, maybe early second round Hopefully. pick. And uh, he'll be a steal, like he said. And this is a prime example of a thing I like to say. Let him cook. There are so many guys in the NBA. If you let them cook, they're going to go off. You saw last night, Cam Thomas, 47 points, 91 points over his last two games. Jane Hardy for the Mavericks dropped 29 last night. These are guys that have gifted talents. They were five stars. They didn't do anything in college. And then they go to the NBA. They got on the bench. We start them. They go off. Do you like this? Do you think how many guys in the NBA, throw a name out there, do you think could be like one of these players if you just let them cook? There's so many, right? Because I was listening to a podcast a little uh, earlier this week, and it it was a former NBA player talking about how the the game transfers over battle from the high school level to the NBA level because it's it's more me ball, right? In high school, you're just you're letting them cook, right? That's why they were five stars. Exactly. Whereas when you go to college, it's more team oriented, and obviously there's nothing wrong with that. But your game will translate better going straight from high school to the NBA because they just they're similar games rather than college. Yeah, I think um, yeah, that's a prime example of right there. Let's switch over to a little bit more. We saw this college basketball weekend. Gonzaga lost St. Mary's. This is good for mid-major because I remember the talk for years was always St. Mary's the top 25 team. Gonzaga's number one in the country. Gonzaga's going to win, and St. Mary's going to become a bubble team. Could it be the opposite way this year? St. Mary's wins the conference, and Gonzaga becomes a bubble team? Yeah, you know, Gonzaga, it's crazy to be talking about them like this, that they're not going to have that auto bid, right? But Exactly. I don't think they're going to be on the bubble just because of how consistent they've been. But yeah, they're for sure not going to be like they're going to have to. They're going to have to. They're going to sweat a little on selection day if if things keep going the way they are. St. Mary's has a two game lead over them in the West Coast Conference, and uh, yeah, it's great to see this. We always talked about Gonzaga is not a mid major. Hey, maybe they're coming down a little. My team, Michigan basketball, obviously a team that's been struggling this year, but still a great program. A guy like Jet Howard, you let him cook, he's going to go off. They beat Ohio State on Sunday. This team, Michigan, so much talent. Hopefully they can translate into the NCAA tournament. Juwan Howard's two full seasons, lead eight, sweet 16. But hopefully this year they can do more, even though it's not seeming like it. They might not even make the NCAA tournament. Michigan basketball, hopefully has some good yeah, days coming. Yeah, you know, we're, we're both struggling, huh? UTEP, UTEP struggling. Definitely. You know, maybe a little more than Michigan, but <laughs> still, you know, we're both struggling over here. So, hey. Last thing let's talk about in this college basketball, uh, Texas basketball. They've been doing great. Former head coach Rodney Terry, UTEP. 
Oh, that's wild right there. Hopefully he can keep the job. I love Roddy as a coach. But uh, they went up against Kansas last night. wasn't the best game for them. And they have a lot of mid-major players. They have a lot. Serge Barry Rice came from New Mexico State. Teddy Allen recruited him. Teddy Allen wouldn't have worked at Texas because of all the issues. But Timmy Allen, uh, brother of Teddy Allen, he kind of helped Serge Barry Rice get here. Other players, Tyrese Hunter, this is a Texas team that can recruit good mid-major players. Do you think it's easy for a college to keep good major players now in the NIL era? You see Sule Boom leaving. You see Serge Barry Rice leaving. How easy do you think it's going to be for a school to contain a player that's good as a mid-major? Yeah, you know, this has kind of been the talk, you know, throughout, you know, the past couple of years. The transfer portal is ruining mid-majors, this and that. But, you know, it's tough. It's tough to tell because all these players have their own, you know, their own goals and they have different ways of achieving them. Some players might stay loyal to the program that brought them up. Some some might not. So, you know, as of right now, the jury's still out on that. But uh, Texas is a fun team. Ronnie Terry, he's, he's coaching them up. He's showing emotion after every win. And, you know, you love to see it. Yeah, definitely. And we're going to talk a little bit more about college basketball later on the show. But let's head to break. Again, call in number 915-505-6009. You're listening to ESPN 600 El Paso Sports Talk. Welcome back to Sports Talk, everybody. I'm Lane Frank, hosting the show today in place for Steve Kaplitz, Adrian Brass. Across from me, we got UTEP Zay. Let's go. All right, let's, let's do, do this. It. Let's do this thing. All right. Uh, if you haven't been listening before, office number is 915-505-6009. You can call right there. Again, that's 915-505-6009. All right, say, let's start out this segment, close the hour, with the new Cowboys offense coordinator. What are your thoughts on the Cowboys getting new offense coordinator, firing Kellen Moore? You know, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, fortunately. You know, it's, it's been a rough, rough whole life for me as a Cowboys <laughs> fan, you know, but... uh as a recent, you know, you could say Callum Moore was a scapegoat. In my opinion, he wasn't. I mean, I don't, I didn't like him as an offensive coordinator. I know the numbers went up, but his play calls at times were just so questionable and so inconsistent. And uh, I'm glad they moved on from him. And McCarthy's going to be calling the play. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm happy about this. I always thought Callum Moore was the biggest idiot for not taking the Boise State job. He had the head coaching opportunity at Boise State, and he didn't take it. So I, I really didn't get that. Yeah, I mean, alma mater, you know, exactly. relive the glory days. I mean, it made sense last year, right? Or a couple of years ago, it made sense. Instead, you know, he turns it down, they go with Andy Avalos, and uh, they come down to El Paso and they lose. Uh, yeah, did you watch the Pro Bowl? I did not. Like, I, I was I was not going to watch flag football. I'm it's, sorry. It's flag football, and it begs the question, which league has best all-star game? I say NBA. You get competition at the end because you have a target score. It's not just East versus West. AFC versus NFC, you actually get fair teams. So I think it's the most fair. I think it's the best all-star game NBA. I hate people say MLB because it's least excitement. Did you know that an MLB game, however many hours it is, only has under 10 minutes of action? That's what did you know. T- under 10 minutes of action, MLB game. What? And people watch it. I love watching baseball, but tough to watch an MLB all-star game. Yeah, yeah, I get that. You know, if you're only having 10 minutes of action, unless you're a real dedicated fan, you're probably not going to get many people watching that All-Star game, right? So I agree with you. I think the NBA All-Star game is the best of them all. Like you said, the competition at the end, it makes it so fun. You know, it's it's made some crazy pictures. You know, that one picture with LeBron, and he's being guarded by Giannis, and just like, it's the funnest one. It's it's the best one. Definitely. Let's take a big pivot over to the NBA and let's talk a little bit about what we've got going on in the past two weeks. So we obviously have the MVP race heating up. Nikola Jokic might be going for a three-peat. Dwell Embiid has been playing great. Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard's been balling out as of late. 
Stephen Curry's out of the race. He's been injured. LeBron James, if he can bring this team to the playoffs, he might be in the playoff uh, MVP conversation. And then Donovan Mitchell, the wild card. Yeah, you know, right now, my pick, it's got to be Jokic, 3 Pete, man. I mean, he's just, you don't see guys that are 6'10", 6'11", just, just dishing out the dimes and doing all the things that he does. I mean, it's unbelievable to watch a player, you know, of that caliber, just doing what he does. It's so fun. And, uh, yeah, my pick is Jokic. Uh, I do like the Donovan Mitchell wild card. You know, if he keeps heating up, you never know. Yeah, definitely. And, of course, you can call the number 915-505-6009. I'm hosting it. Lane Frag, 15 years old. Zay's hosting it. 16 years old. We got Aaron Jones and Alvin Jones coming up to start the next hour. Stay tuned for that. So, yeah, same number, 915-505-6009. The Kyrie Irving trade is what I want to talk about next because I think this is a bad trade for both squads because Nets, they got probably, they just didn't want to trade to the Lakers or Clippers out of spite in my opinion. Joe Sy probably has a good relationship with Mark Cuban, not a great relationship with Jeannie Buss or Steve Ballmer, so he's like, all right, I'll just ship you over to Dallas. We're going to get Dorian Finney-Smith, and we're going to bring back Spencer Dinwiddie. We don't want Terrence Mann, and we don't want Luke Kennard. Yeah, you know, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, he's just so mid. That's that's my word for Spencer Dinwiddie. But he's just he's so a veteran. Mid. Yeah, he is a vet, but uh, it's not really what you want, right? I don't think KD's going to lead this team I don't even think they're going to get past the first round at this point. You know, they're just a struggling team. I think KD's just going to sit back, relax this season, take a lot of off days, and uh, I don't like this trade either for either team. Kyrie, Luka, ball-dominant guards, it probably it, it's not going to work out. You know, we know in a couple of years Kyrie's going to want out. So I don't Maybe really... a couple of days, maybe a couple months. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe next hour. Maybe next hour, and then, we, you know, I heard Christian Wood, you know, they're, they're, they're willing to ship off Christian Wood for some reason, so... Definitely. The Mavs yeah. are just... They're, they're poorly ran when you have such a good player in Luka, and you don't put the right players around him. Kind of like what's happening in L.A., you know, LeBron doesn't yeah. have the right players around him. Yeah, we just talked about the All-Star game. And the thing that's different about MLB and NBA All-Star games, that's not always in the same city. Same with NBA draft. NBA draft's in the same city. NFL draft used to always be in New York. MLB draft's always in the same city. But I'm not a fan of having the NBA All-Star game in low markets. It's in Salt Lake City this year. That's not exactly an All-Star game type market. Yeah. I'm thinking LA, New York, and Miami, Vegas maybe, are the only four that are acceptable. What do you think about this? Yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think in my opinion, they should just make the All-Star game like a destination spot. Just leave it in one place. Maybe alternate between the four cities you talked about. And, uh, yeah, it would bring more people out. No one's going to Salt Lake. I'm sorry. Like, no one's going to Utah. If you're listening from Utah, I apologize. But it's just not a place I'm like, oh, let's go to Salt Lake City. Like, no, right? Exactly. All right, let's ask another did you know before we end the hour. What is, who are the two NFL teams who combined one season to become the team? Two NFL teams combined during one season become the same NFL team. Do you know this answer, Zay? I don't. I don't. All right, so if you know the answer, Tweet at ESPN 600 El Paso on Twitter or call in 915-505-6009. We got a lot to come up next hour, next two hours. Are you excited? I'm sure excited. I, you know, I'm excited for the guests who are going to come on. So, of course. Uh, we got Aaron and Alvin Jones coming up next. Stay tuned, folks. That's about for the first hour. All right, Sport Talk fans, we're back. As I said before, Steve Cobblitz, Adrian Bross, your regular host, they're on the road. They're going up for Super Bowl 57 right now. But you got UTEP Zay and I. I'm 15 years old. Host of Squared Sports Podcast, UTEP Zay across from me, 16 years old. We've already done the first hour. We did well now, and we're about ready to do the second hour. First hour, we had MLB catcher Garrett Stubbs to open up the show. This time, we're going to have Aaron Jones 
and Alvin Jones, El Paso sports legends, UTEP legends. Aaron Jones, obviously doing great things in the NFL. Alvin Jones cemented his legacy at UTEP and doing great things right now outside of the football world. So, yeah, really excited for this uh, thing coming up. Zay, you excited to have them on? We're going to talk some Super Bowl, all that. I am excited. You know, it's going to be... It's gonna be great to meet your your idols, huh? It's gonna be. I, I'm I'm excited. Grew up watching Aaron Jones. That's that's what got me into UTEP Definitely. football, really. So, I'm excited. You know, I've had Aaron Aaron Jones on my show before, but it's gonna be fun to have Alvin on too. Have both on. So that'll be a really fun dynamic to have right there. Both brothers going on. I wonder if they've done interview together before. They had to have. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. It, yeah, definitely. I mean, you assume, right? I mean, I guess we're going to find out. Yeah, we're going to talk Super Bowl with them. I mean, we obviously saw the crazy Aaron Rodgers stuff today. The secret treat is going to make a decision then. It'll, it'll definitely be fun. So we're excited for it. Again, our call-in number is 915-505-6009. We're about ready to bring you Alvin Jones and Aaron Jones onto Sports Talk. Like I said before, uh, Adrian Bross, Steve Kaplitz, they're on their way up to the Super Bowl 57. They're broadcasting from there for the rest of the week. But for today, we're going to be broadcasting... I'm Lane Frank, 15 years old. Utep Zay, 16 years old. Again, 915-505-6009 to call in. But uh, before we do that, let's talk a little bit about a little bit more about college basketball. So main topic right here is Jim Beheim. He said he wants to go a few more years. What are your thoughts on that? Jim Beheim, he I reminds think it's horrible. Me, yeah, he reminds me of just just a mad old man. Like exactly. I, I don't want I don't want to be rude to him. But he's just he's always he's always. It's always something with him, right? And he's a legend, of course. He's a legend, you know. Those those teams with Mello and yeah, everything. Those uh, those fifteen win seasons are racking up in the past <laughs> ten years. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But regardless, right? He, he had his heyday. I think it's just time to, just time to just just chill out in maybe a, a beach house in Georgia or something, and just yeah. just just live out live out the days relaxed and not having to worry about anything that might make you mad. Because Syracuse is such a historic college basketball program. And they don't get historic recruits anymore. Okay, you get the Judah Mints in there. You get the few other four-star good recruits in there. Their best player of the past five years has been Buddy Beheim. I mean, he's nothing right now. So, uh, yeah, Syracuse, Jim Beheim, time to hang him up. He's had a few issues in the past few years. Definitely time for uh, Jim Beheim to hang it up. Again, 915-505-6009 if you want to call in. Do you think Jim Beheim should leave Syracuse, retire from college basketball? Obviously, he's one of the GOATs of college basketball, one of the legends of college basketball. But do you think he should retire? Leave your answer in the comment section. Zay, what do you want to hop into next? There's a lot to talk about. You know, there's a lot to talk about. You know, um, let's talk about let's talk about some let's talk about some Super Bowl, right? Let's talk about the Super Bowl being where's where's the Super Bowl this year? It's in Phoenix. Yeah, in, in Phoenix. How do you how do you like that? How do you like it? Just they they're really prioritizing the domes now, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely the domes. It's gonna be on um, Houston in a few more years. It's gonna be in Vegas next year. I really like how it's uh, been going on the past few years. Houston, uh, Arizona, definitely a good spot, especially with waste management going on. The great golf court tournament, same week. That's going to be fun. So, uh, yeah, definitely excited for Super Bowl. Being in Arizona this year, leave your Super Bowl prediction, tweet for us, or call in, like I said before, 915-505-6009. It's going to be an awesome Super Bowl. Zay and I are going to give our picks at the top of the hour, 530, so stay tuned for that. But, yeah, lots of great stuff to come up. Leave your thoughts. What do you think is going on in the Super Bowl? Do you think... Brandon Ayuk is correct when he said that they're going to attack. Chiefs are going to attack bad passing defense. The Eagles didn't think that's happen. But, Zay, we got some guests ready to go? We, in fact, do. Right. Everybody, El Paso legends, the the Jones brothers, Alvin and right. Aaron Jones, they're up right now. Let, let's get them up. All right, perfect. Again, Aaron Jones, all-pro running back, and then Alvin Jones, amazing player at UTEP. Hey, guys, can you, can you guys hear us? Yeah, we can hear yeah. us. Perfect. Thank you guys for joining the show. 
Uh, thank you for having us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, obviously, Super Bowls this week. I wanted to ask you guys, what's your Super Bowl prediction just right off the bat? Super Bowl, I think Eagles win by three. Okay, Eagles by three? Yeah. Super Bowl, uh, I want to see a good game. Uh, that's tough. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I'm going to go Chiefs just to go get my brother. <laughs> All right, he's going Chiefs. He's going Eagles. So, uh, interesting. Zay, we're going to make our picks later, but what do you make of those picks right there? Hey, that that's got that's like having a brother. You got to go against them, right? Know, you gotta, exactly. It's all about the competition. Yeah, definitely. So, um, next question I got for you I'm guys. I'm for the NFC, though, really, though. Yeah, yeah, NFC, that definitely makes sense. Do you think the 49ers would have won if they had a quarterback? Uh, I don't know. Everybody was, everybody's like, uh, Oh, they didn't have a quarterback. I mean, they had a quarterback. Y'all just got him hurt. Exactly, both of them. So it's I don't know what what people can say, but like you went into that game with the team you won, however many games back to back to back with, you went to that had that same team. Y'all just didn't protect the quarterback. So that's what that's what happens when you get the quarterback hurt. And then when people complain about fishing, I know a lot of people like to do that. Do you think that's the wrong way to approach the game? Because you're, the officials aren't the one making the last play of the game. Uh, that's that's a tough call, you know. Uh, they're human. Officials are human humans as well. They're gonna miss some things or uh, get some things wrong, and that's just human error. Uh, so, I mean, I don't like to really criticize the officials, but uh, you know, they will miss things here and there. But uh, you just hate to see it. Uh, you hate to see an official dictate the dictate a game. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, next question I got for you guys right, right here. This one's for you, Alvin. How are you going with your football career right now? Are you outside of the football life? What's going on with you right now? Uh, so I'm the last two years I've been uh, up in Canada in the CFL playing yeah. for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Yeah, that's great right there. So do you think CFL is a better way to transition to the NFL? Are you like spring football league or XFL? I think uh, I mean, CFL so, might be the best. So since I'm old, I'm a, I'm a little older um, – so the CFL is you can make more money over there than those other leagues. Yeah, definitely. XFL is a little bit interesting thing. I think if El Paso got an XFL team, that could be interesting. I think so. I think we have. Well, I'm not sure because if UTEP loses a game, then no one's in the stands. So exactly. Yeah, some people would uh, not be packed that next day. Uh, yeah, that could be. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, Aaron, this next question is for you right here. So, uh, what's your preferred? Direction for your team to go this offseason. The Packers, obviously, Aaron Rodgers announced today that he's going to go on a big retreat, going to uh, do a whole thing, and then make his decision after. But what would you say is the preferred direction you want them to go? Uh, I mean, I can't, I can't control what they do. Uh, I just control what I do. So I mean, I can't, I don't have a preferred direction. Uh, I mean, you know, whatever, whoever's on the roster when we show up, whoever's there, uh, we'll be ready to play ball. Yeah, I like the answer, definitely. Just control what you can control, grind yourself, all that stuff. Yeah, obviously, you had a great season this year. Obviously, you've had great seasons in the past. We're on to the next great season next year. Zay, you got any questions for them? I do. Uh, first one's for Aaron. I want to talk to Aaron about, let's talk to him about the, the two Texas Tech games when he was here at UTEP. Uh, first off, the home one, you know, almost pulling that one out, a huge upset over Texas Tech, having the having the symbol rocking like that. What What was that experience like for you, Aaron? 
Well, it was a really cool experience. You know, uh, that was one of the bigger schools that we had on our schedule both of those years, and uh, we got we got to have them here in the Sun Bowl. And uh, we, I feel like the people here in El Paso and ourselves, the team, we made it a tough place for them to play, and uh, they kind of felt that. And uh, we we just came out. And we knew we had to kind of run the ball, and we did that pretty well the, those two years. And um, you know, it was just a it was a great experience because they. I went there. Uh, I was being recruited by them a little bit. They told me I was too small. So you know, just to have some success and some get back at them. How do you think the transfer portal would have worked when you guys were in college? You would have stayed loyal to UTEP. Uh, I think I would have. I, I don't know. Uh, that's a tough question. You know, you always want to put yourself in a better situation to exactly. get to the next level. Um, I feel like the only difference is if I would have went to a bigger school. Uh, I'm probably people more people to know who I am, or I, instead of in the fifth round, I probably would win the first round. Yeah, definitely no. Uh, Zay, I think you can relate to this next question also. What do you guys think is the direction of El Paso sports? Say any sport. I know we have Tristan Newton going on at UConn right now. He's balling out. Obviously, you guys came from here. You're doing great. Tavoris Drillins over at Missouri. So, do you like the way direction of El Paso sports is going right now, like the college game or even pro sports? Uh, definitely do. Uh, you know, I feel like we had athletes getting recruited from here before, um, but the one maybe one a year, one guy, and then uh, I feel like after our class, we kind of went to UTEP. After that, uh, people just kind of started noticing, hey, El Paso, you know, and then we got some guys doing it in basketball as well, and I, I think we just kind of put our pass on the map and let them know, like, hey, there's there's talent here. Yes, we're uh, there's other parts of Texas where there's other athletes, but hey, don't sleep on us. We have we have guys here. Yeah, definitely. Even Shea Smith, quarterback at Franklin right now, he's has he has offers from uh, Utah, Texas, Texas Tech, SMU, a few other schools. So uh, Zay, you got anything out on that? El Paso sports. I know you're involved with that. Yeah, you know I love El Paso sports. You know, being at Chapin, it's a it's a great you know school for athletics you know KJ i got to see kj day. lewis yeah. and then right now they're ranked 19 tap c rankings for for boys basketball they're they're on the bubble for girls basketball so it's great to see el paso being recruited more i have one more question for alvin you know um after your brother left for the nfl you know you were here at utep for the 2017 season and that was arguably your best season you know how how was it you know being without your brother that year uh it was tough, but I knew he was, like, on the bigger and better things. And I was like, if I want to make it to that level, I got to take care of business where I'm at right now. But, I mean, it was – I felt like playing, playing wise was great, but we didn't win a game. How to feel about that. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, UTEP in the past two years had pretty good success in football, obviously going 7-5 and five two seasons ago. And then this season, going 5-7, and seven, although, I mean, not a great season, but for UTEP standards, it could be a good season. I definitely think that's better. And then gang players like Jeremiah Byers going over to Florida State, Jacob Cowan go over to Arizona. I think UTEP's just getting better product, but hopefully they can sustain better in the future. See, I, I like that, but they keep, our best players keep leaving. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Maybe NIL could play a role in not keeping these guys. Yeah, it's crazy, because we didn't, we didn't have any of that, so it was like, yeah, no need to go to another school. Like, you got to sit out a year. Yeah, that's all different back then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, would you have? Uh, would it definitely would have been a different path if you guys played in NIL era? I mean, you have been the, you were both the stars of UTEP brothers. You could done a lot of NIL stuff together. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, last football real question I got for you right here. Um, Alvin, you're a defense player, and then Aaron, you can obviously uh, know defense because you play running back. Who's the best defender in the game right now as a defense player? Alvin, you can relate, and then Aaron, obviously on the offensive side. Mm. Defensive player, I'm going to say I don't – I'm going to go Fred Warner. I like that pick. I was thinking Fred Warner. Yeah, I'm going to go Fred Warner just like he does it all. He covers – He's sideline to sideline, stops to run, and he's a good leader. And that's a guy who wasn't really a top pick. He came in the fourth round out of BYU. This is BYU. What's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, NFL is different because so many rounds, I think that's what I like about it, that you can have so many good players come in the later rounds. Yeah. Shout out to okay, Martin, BYU. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Zay, you got anything to add right there? No, yeah, I could see that. Fred Warner is one of the best linebackers in in the NFL, and as you heard right here, you know, Aaron thinks he is the best defense defender in the NFL. Yeah, definitely. So you guys got you all guys obviously do a lot in the city for El Paso, and this one I'm end on right here. What's uh, just talk a little bit about it to the view, to the listeners? How have you guys done with your foundation? Everything you've done in El Paso so far? Uh, we've been doing great. Uh... You know, this year we uh, we have partnered up with Cousin Subs again uh, to give away up to a thousand shoes uh, based on how many yards I rushed for, and I reached that mark of a thousand. So, um, a thousand kids between here and in the state of Wisconsin will be given shoes, and uh, you know that's a thing that we take for granted. Some people, have, uh, some kids, never have gotten a new pair of shoes or. Uh, share shoes with their siblings. So just uh, something that we take for, for granted, an everyday necessity, uh, being able to get that back. And then uh, we're just continuing to grow the grow the charity uh, as well, you know, uh, looking at big, bigger ways to continue to impact our community. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys so much for coming on and talking about all this stuff. Zay, you got anything to add for uh, Jones Brothers? No, thank you for, uh, for coming on and talk. Thank you. Yeah, busy week for you guys with Super Bowl not, so we appreciate it. Sir, thank y'all for having us. Uh, y'all keep up the good work. I love to see it. Of course, yeah. Thank you for calling yes, in, Steve. Proud of you guys. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, Sports Talk fans. Obviously, that was a great interview with the Jones brothers. Thank you for calling in. Still more to come. Sports Talk. Lane Frank and Zu Tebze. All right, Sports Talk. Sports Talk fans, listeners, we're back. Adrian Brown, Steve Cowboys on the road. They're handing up the Super Bowl fifty-seven. We got me, Lane Frank. 15 years old, host of Squared Sports Podcast. Oh, yeah, UTEP Zay on the other side, 16 years old. Like I said, Adrian Brown, Steve Kaplitz on the road. You can call in 915-505-6009. I think we got some callers started out the segment. Do it. All right. So we're going to make our Super Bowl predictions this segment. Really stay tuned. We just finished our interview with Aaron and Alvin Jones. We weren't listening. We're going to put this in the archive. But, yep, 915-505-6009 is the number to call in. Yeah, let, let's let's get Enrique up. He's been waiting through the through yeah. the break, so let's let's get him up. Let's call it all right, Enrique. We got you in here. Enrique, can you hear us? Yeah. Uh, well, that's what I say. Uh, you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. You guys are holding down the helm really well. Keep up the great work. You guys are great young men. So just keep up the great work. I think uh, you're going to make uh, uh, um, Cap and Adrian really proud. Yeah, really. We really appreciate that, Enrique. Thank you for calling in. I was hoping we can talk some UTEP football. Yeah, let's do it. Because we just had Aaron Alvin Jones on. They talk some UTEP football. Let's talk some more. So um, I was seeing that uh, a couple weeks ago, UTEP, they said that UTEP was working in the transfer portal. So I was hoping you can elaborate a little more on that for me. 
and I wanted to take your take on the UTEP Northwestern game coming up this season. I think that's going to be a trap game for Northwestern. Okay, okay. I, I'm. I like that actually. UTEP has never been a Power Five program, so uh, that could definitely be a good game. And Northwestern, you know, that's a fun. I mean, obviously, this Northwestern team has been bipolar for the past past few years. 2018, you win your conference 20 or conference side division, and then 2018, you come 2019, you come last. 2020, you win it again. 2021, last. So hopefully it's a program that can get back on track. But UTEP, hopefully they can win that game. UTEP, Zay, you got some stuff to add? Yeah, you know, that Northwestern game is going to be tough. Uh, I do agree. It could possibly be a trap game. But uh, who knows? Who knows what will happen? Who knows what we're going to expect from this UTEP football team this year? You know, you talked about the transfer portal. They bought in Dre Spriggs, uh, a wide receiver from UTSA. He didn't play much. But uh, you look at the film, he's very talented. You know, you leave him isolated one-on-one, he's going to beat you most of the time. So UTEP really needs that 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 guy who can stretch the field for them after Smitty left. And um, they also bought in a cornerback, A.J. Odoms uh, from New Mexico. Very good corner. You know, take away the LSU game. He was one of the best corners, um, you know, in the Mountain West. So it's a really good addition for UTEP who really doesn't use the transfer portal. I like that addition for them. And um, I'm... I'm excited for this year. Are you excited, Enrique? I'm definitely excited. I don't know if you guys saw, but we picked up a three-star quarterback. And I think I, I want to stir the pot. I want to stir the pot because I'm, uh, I want to get uh, uh, Gavin um, to, to uh, hopefully get his, get his, uh, his coins in order. So hopefully um, that, that three-star can put a little fire in that makes it quarterback controversy. I like Gavin to be the quarterback next season. He had a good 2020 season, obviously a great 2021 season, and then some turmoil last season. But uh, this guy's a gunslinger. I think Gavin is going to be a good quarterback next season. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm on the Gavin Hardison train. Enrique, I get what you're going with the three-star quarterback. His name is Seth Moser. He's uh, he's 6'5". They like his athleticism. He's raw, so I don't think he's really going to compete for that spot. Uh, I don't even think he'll compete for the backup, but he's a, he's a developmental guy. You know, maybe someone who can – the McNamara brother, he definitely can. You know, Jake Kate, yeah, Kate you know, and Jake, uh, they're both on the team. Um, oh, yeah, Kyle the, and Jake, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're good, you're yeah, good. Kyle, my bad. But, um, yeah, he can definitely compete for it. But I don't think Gavin Hardison's job is on the line. Danny Dimmel's rolling with uh, with Gavin no matter what. He's going to live and die by him. So if, if Dana's out by this next season, you know, he's fine with that. You know, he's going to go down with Gavin Hardison, and he's going to win with Gavin Hardison. So... I think it's it's going to be tough for minor fans to accept that, but that's the truth. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. What do you have thoughts on that, Enrique? I think that's true. You know, as much as I would love to see a quarterback controversy, um, I, I I trust in Damon Dimble's system. You know, he's been doing a phenomenal job. He's turned this team from us expecting two wins or one win uh, for like three, four years to us actually competing. I haven't seen this level of competition at UTEP since Mike Price took over. So I'm really excited. Uh, I, I really think that Gavin does have what it takes. I just he, I think he needs to have a little more um, um, confidence within himself and just be patient. I notice when he's a little more patient, it's kind of like the Dak Prescott syndrome. If you're a little more patient in the pocket, you're a little more, more patient, don't rush things, you're really successful. But I'm really excited for this game. And I'm going to end this on my part, and I'll take the last comment off the air, but I'm picking uh, Kansas City. Yeah, thank, thank you, guys. You keep going to job. Okay, perfect. Yeah, thank you for calling in, Enrique. That was Enrique. You know, Enrique, he had a really good call. So uh, let's get to more callers. We got the lines. You know, they're almost filled up. We have one available right now. Let's get to Lee Rooster. I'm excited for this one. Lee Rooster, can you hear us? Are you there? Hello? 
Uh, yeah, we're on Sports Talk right now, ESPN 600. Lane, this is Lee. Hi. Um, we, we have a question. We're wondering why uh, Fournier and Cam Riders get no play on the Knicks. Uh, Fournier, you know, he said it was a one-night stand getting that good game, so uh, thanks for calling in, Lee. You know, the Rooster got a little maxed up right there, but uh, Lee Wooster calling in right now. But, um, yeah, Fournier, good player, but Jalen Brunson should have been an all-star this year. I think they're going to ship Fournier on Thursday. What do you think of that, Lee? Well, if, I think that if they're going to trade them, they should get uh, a trade done before the deadline. But also, how do you have Thibodeau coaching in um, his history with Rose? How do you have Rose not playing either? Well, Rose going to get shipped because they thought about that, and I think Rose going to get shipped on Thursday or bought out, no doubt about it. I also think Miles McBride sucks. <laughs> All right, Miles McBride sucks, according to Lee Wooster, and then we got Ethan on the other line. So, uh, yeah, it's, that's a fun thing right there. But uh, Miles McBride does not suck. He's a good player. He's better than you think. Lee, I disagree with that take fully. Fully. Thank you guys for calling in. You got a Super Bowl pick to give us before you hang up? Thank you for your time. Talk to you later, Bob. All right. You got a Super Bowl pick? All right. That was Lee Wooster on the other line. Zay, we got more Collins? We do got more Collins. We got Ben, line three. He's also been waiting through us with us patiently. Ben, how you doing? How you doing, my man? Y'all hear me? Yes, we can hear you. All right. Um, just want to talk about the UTEP football team. I'm a bit interested in them. Okay. Um, one thing, I'm confused why there's nine teams in the CUSA, yet they're only playing seven conference games. Okay. That, that makes That's sense. That's like a conference-wide thing. Yeah, Zay, you know more about this than me. Yeah, you know, when they release the schedule, it has a lot to do with TV contracts at the end of the day, why they're not playing more conference games. Uh. I, are you sure it's seven? I think they might be playing. Uh, I think they might be playing. Oh everyone. no, no, no! I misread, I misread the schedule. I thought. Okay, that's on me. There is yeah, four yeah. conference. There is eight conference games. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But uh, anyways, you know, this is a team that does show promise a bit, and they do benefit from having two FCS to FBS teams on the schedule. Yes, you know. And uh, it's just this is this is a year for Dana Jamel where you're looking at like you know, gone to a bowl game for the first time in a while, and then you know took a few steps back last year, going five and seven. So this year can show if he can turn UTEP into, like, a winner in terms of anything. They do benefit, again, from a pretty weak conference. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we just had Enrique call in. He said doesn't want Gavin as the quarterback. Do you want Gavin Harrison as the quarterback for this team next season? I don't really know uh, enough about the team to say that. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm a bit of a casual when it comes to the minors. Oh, good. <laughs> do you know a little bit about NFL? You want to give us a Super Bowl prediction? Um, picking the Chiefs to win that one. I don't think the Eagles are – well, I, I, the Eagles are a good team. I don't think you can keep up with the Chiefs. All right. Thank you for calling in. Zay, you and I have our Super Bowl picks coming up next. We do. I'm excited for those. It's been the Chiefs It's been the Chiefs show, huh? Everybody that we've asked, it's, it's been the Chiefs, huh? Yeah. I mean, you can go first. I'll let you go first in this one. <sighs> okay. You, you're just putting the pressure on me. Okay. I'm, I'm ready for this. Again, listen to Sports Talk. Adrian Bras, regular host, Steve Kaplowitz. They're on the road right now. Going up to Super Bowl 57, Arizona. Yeah, Uteb Zay and I hosting it. I'm 15 years old. He's 16 years old. We're running the three-hour show today. You can always call in. 915-505-6009. We're giving our Super Bowl picks out right now. We are, and I'm 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 gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it out there. The Eagles are are winning their second Super Bowl. They're gonna do it. They're gonna take down Patrick Mahomes. They're, they're gonna ruin the everything. The the Eagles are just they're that team, you know, they get to the Super Bowl. 
They, they got to it a couple years ago. Nick Foles, of course, the backup story was amazing. It's a little different now. You got Jalen Hurts. You know, Miko Hardman is out for the Chiefs. I just I like the I like the Eagles, man. I like the Eagles in this one. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a good pick right there. But here's my pick. I think that Andy Reid is going to outcoach Nick Sirianni. Patrick Mahomes is going to destroy this Eagles secondary. Sorry, Darius Slay. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs, establishing Patrick Mahomes' goat legacy. They win this one. Let's go Chiefs over the Eagles. I'm around with the Chiefs. Who do you have? Are you already taking Eagles? So those are our picks right there. Those are our Super Bowl predictions. Leave your thoughts on that. So Wait. we got Mr. Pump, line five. He's been waiting for you, Lane. You ready, right. ready to get him up? Definitely. Thank you so much for calling in, David. Mr. Pump, you there? Lane, I'm here. Yeah, thank you for calling in, David. Definitely excited to have you on right now. Are we ready? Yeah, we're ready. If you want to get right now, we're live. Lane, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, David? I am in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. For the Super Bowl. I'm attending my 31st Super Bowl, and we have two wonderful teams in the Super Bowl. I am really, really excited, but the people in El Paso are very lucky. They get you to do the radio show today. I'm really excited to talk to you. Thank you so much. My co-host and I, we just did our Super Bowl pick, so uh, let me ask you a question. Who do you have won the Super Bowl? I have the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. I just think the Eagles are destined to win. Um, I think everything's going to be to see how the quarterback of Kansas City recovers from the last week, and uh, I just think the Eagles are going to win it this year. Okay, I'm taking the Chiefs, but I like that. I like you coming on here, giving that pick. For people who don't know, David Pump is pretty much one of the most connected people in all of sports. Person you don't really know, but he's very connected in all sports. So obviously, you do a lot in the sports world. We really appreciate that. We want to talk about a pump and run the old AAU used to have going on. We know you have to have players like James Harden. You want to talk about that for a minute? I would love to. It was mine and Dana's passion. I'm a twin brother, Dana Pump, and uh, our mentor was Sonny Vaccaro, who kind of started the whole basketball revolution and uh, Dane and I he was like a mentor of ours and then he signed all the great players from Michael Jordan to Charles Barkley and then he signed all the college coaches from Jerry Tarkini and Eddie Sutton and went down the line and you know Dane and I you know that's what we wanted to do and then we were very lucky and when Sonny left Adidas to go to Reebok Adidas hired the Pump Brothers and then we started our grassroots program. And, you know, looking back today, there's still probably 10 great players in the pump and run program that are still active in the NBA, from Clay Thompson to James Harding to Paul George to the Holiday Brothers to Spencer Dewitty. And, you know, over the years, we've had so many great players. And, you know, when you just sit back and look at some great players and see where they've come from, uh, it just makes you happy they've had the opportunity to make it. And I know, listening to your show earlier, you had the, the running back from the Green Bay Packers, uh, who's, you know, yeah, played in El Paso. But what is great is sometimes they tell everyone little fish become big fish. Exactly. And it's great to see people. And the pump and run, you know, looking back, was a great joy. And we had so many great memories and you know, I remember seeing 
Paul George was he was a young kid from Palmdale, California. My brother and I went and watched him, and he was just different. And just every player, I remember the first time I saw Clay Thompson. He reminded me of a young Kiki Vandeweghe, really skilled kid that could really shoot the ball. And uh, but you know we had Mario Chalmers who was a McDonald's All American, and Jordan Farmer played at UCLA, played ten years in the NBA was a McDonald's All-American. So, you know, it was wonderful for all those years. And, you know, over the last, you know, 20 years, El Paso's had a great basketball program and they had the opportunity uh, to win the national championship. And everyone knows about the great movie that came out. So there's been great history uh, in El Paso. Of course. Here's a late question I got for you here to end it out. New college basketball, a new college football, a new college sports day. You obviously have name, image, and likeness. And there's a thing I like about name, image, and likeness is where you can get a McDonald's deal. You can get a brand deal. But I don't like how there's collectives. You see the Florida quarterback not being able to go to Florida because the collective fell out. Let me your thoughts on that. Do you like having collectives or do you like it just strictly brands where it doesn't have to impact the school? I do, I, I, I do not like it. Uh, college sports is going to change forever now unless they change it. Uh, there's only... In college football, there's only probably 10 schools that can compete at the national championship that could pay, you know, have a payroll and pay kids, you know, exactly. $10 million for a starting team. I, I just don't like it. I'm all for college athletics, for the college athletes getting paid something. But I just think if a quarterback's getting paid a million dollars and the offensive line's getting paid 50000 yeah, there's def- going to be issues. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for calling in today, David. Zay, you got anything to add to uh, Mr. Pump? No, Mr. Pump. You know, thank you for coming on the show. You've done great things for for the sports in general, and uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for calling in, David. Hey, thank you, guys. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you, Pump. All right, we're going to go to break in a little bit, but Zay, we just gave our Super Bowl predictions. That was fun. We just had David Pump on. We're going to have a few callers on going on next, but uh, that was a great segment right there. That's about our sports talk segment. Coming up on the third hour, but right now, we're done with that. All right, Sport Talk listeners, we're back for the uh, closeout second hour. I'm hosting it along with UTEP Zay. I'm 15 years old. He's 16 years old. Your regular host, Steve Kaplitz, Adrian Bross, they're over they're over in Phoenix driving over there for the Super Bowl. We got some great tunes on right now. We got some good tunes going in. Let's close out this hour with some callers. No, we got some callers right now. We do got some callers. Let's start off with your guy, man. You got your guy calling in, your guy... We got Jordan Winter calling in. Jordan Winter calling in. Your 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 podcast producer, Squared Sports, best sport podcast out there. Audio, video coming out. Let's get him up. All right. Hey, Jordan, can you hear us? Hello. Can you hear us, Jordan? Yes, I can. All right, perfect. We're live. You're live on ESPN 600 El Paso Sports Talk. Ah, fantastic. Thanks for having me, everyone. Of course. So, uh, let's ask this right here: Super Bowl. Give us your prediction flat out. I am rolling with you, Lane. I am on the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. And uh, personally, being from the East Coast, I just can't bring myself to root for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, yeah, as a Giants fan, I can't do it either. You got any questions to ask us? Well, my big question is, Brandon Ayuk today came out and said that he thinks that the Philadelphia Eagles secondary can be exploited. Yeah, and that they were they were trying to do that, and they could, right? 
So what do you think he's referring to? Maybe Darius Slay, maybe the lack of a good safety in that Eagles defense. you agree on that, Ty? Yeah, I could see that, but uh, you know, we we know how that came out, though. So. Yeah, I mean, if you have a quarterback, I mean, they could have had Christian McCaffrey throwing bombs over there, but uh, <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a it'll be a fun it'll be a fun game, definitely. But I got the Chiefs close game. Give me the Chiefs. <laughs> cool, that's good. Well, let me ask you another question. So, with all the media hoopla that was coming out today i mean some some serious questions some silly ones was there anything that you learned today that could help this decision or you could see actually affecting the super bowl or was it just a lot of uh hoopla i think it might have been a lot of hoopla uh, not so much uh basis too i think these two best teams in the nfl the two best teams in the nfl and that might have been happening preseason, midseason, or even right now. There was no mess around the playoffs, and I like that. Two best teams, two one seeds, both made the Super Bowl. But Jordan, you're a big NBA guy. We got the trade deadline coming up in two days. First thing, talk about Kyrie, and then talk about the trade deadline. Well, I mean, the circus has definitely come to Dallas. There's no doubt about I agree. it. Uh, I mean, Dallas was desperate, and they needed to make a move. Uh, they, there was no question about it that there were, it was time for Dallas to do something. There was a lot of pressure yep. there. Um, I believe that Dallas did improve only because they've had success without Dorian Finney-Smith this year. He was he missed the last couple weeks and didn't what he's good, but he's just not capable of taking enough pressure off of Luka. I mean, they've been, I'd say, a disappointment so far this season. And the West and even the entire NBA is wide open. So, you know, it's tough because I don't think that Kyrie is going to re-sign in Dallas, personally. I think that unless he's really all about the money, because, I mean, it looks like he could get a max deal from the Mavericks. Um, but, I mean, you down in uh, in Texas, you're for a wild ride with, with Kyrie in Dallas. It'll be a lot of fun. I mean, we'll get to see the, the Kyrie show with Luca out the next couple of games. And, I mean, Jason Kidd said it's it's Luca's team, and it better be because, I mean, that looming Luca free agency in a few years, they better build something around him or, yeah. or he might take his, take his show on the road. I think Mark Cuban had to make the move right here, and I think Joe Sy kind of wants to upset the other teams. Probably his good relationship with Mark Cuban says, all right, you're not giving us the best offer. We'll ship you there. We don't want to see Kyrie in the Lakers. We don't want to see Kyrie in the Clippers. Zay, you got something to add to that right there? No, I think that's true. You know, uh, Joe Sy didn't. He, he, didn't he come out? He didn't come out and say it, but, no, but it was it's, it's yeah, rumored. He, yeah. he said it. He, he basically, that's, that's why he did it, right? He didn't want him in L.A., Dallas. I thought he was going to end up in Phoenix. To be honest, okay. you know that was that was my thought. I uh, thought Mavericks was going to be a good option just because Mark Cuban, Luca. You need to get him a star. Perfect star to have with him, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah, but we'll we'll see how that works out. It's going to be it'll be an interesting uh, couple of months for for Mavs fans. It might be right now. You're probably holding your breath. You don't know how this is going to work out. It could it could completely fail, or you can you can get Luca the help, and maybe maybe it works out perfect. Yeah, definitely. Thank yeah. you for calling in, Jordan. Of course. Have a great rest of your show, guys. Very proud of what I'm here, and uh, just uh, enjoy yourselves, and let's see if LeBron can do it tonight. Of course. Appreciate it. Take care. As always, our call-in number is 915-505-6009. If you want to be another caller, and we have another caller on right now, don't we? We do have another caller. Our guy, Domingo, from the east side. He All stayed right. with us throughout the breaks, throughout we appreciate everything. appreciate Domingo. So, uh, Domingo, 
Let's get you right up. How are you feeling, my man? Fine, guys. How are you? How, how's the family feeling in for Kathy and the gang today? Ready to go. This is an awesome show. Thank you for calling in. Okay, yeah. I have my views on everything, but we'll talk about Conference USA football. I know for a fact that we're going to have nine teams next season. We're going to get NMSU. We're going to get Sam Houston, Liberty, and Jacksonville State because of the departure of the other teams leaving. But in my opinion, right before they mumble jumble with Marshall, Southern Miss, and Old Dominion going for the Sun Belt, the Conference USA should have done is get NMSU and Liberty a year ago. And it was a full membership. So that way we can have a travel partner this, ye- this season and Liberty football only. All right, we agree. Say, I'll let you handle this one. Yeah, Domingo, you know, I agree with you. It would have been nice to see NMSU and Liberty and, and Conference USA this year. But, you know, it takes time with this stuff. Domingo, I, I want to ask you a question. How do you feel about uh, UTEP and NMSU playing on a Wednesday this year? How, 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 do, how do you feel about that? Yeah, it's kind of hard. They should have done it on Saturday. It would have been good if ESPN College Game Day would have come. But we'll see what happens. We'll see. But but overall, I'm still happy that they're both in the conference. That's most. That's very important. That MSU is in the conference, and they have a home. And we have a real conference rivalry and a real conference game. All the other schools, nope, nope. They didn't care. The only real conference game will for me, will always and will be UTEP and MSU. That's the one important game. Okay, yeah, I mean, UTEP and MSU, football rivalry, how do you think that's going to translate to basketball? Mm, it'll be good as well. It'll be Maybe the Don will be jam-packed twice. If it's on the Saturday, it'll be jam-packed like they did at the home opener. Yeah, definitely. We appreciate you calling in, Domingo. You got anything to add? Yeah, I want... I also heard about you, what you said about St. Mary's against San Francisco earlier with, and all the, with the West Coast Conference. Here's my view about the West Coast. I think the West Coast is going to be a one-bid league next year because of the departure of BYU in the Big 12. And we already know that the Big, that the big West Conference was big. I mean, oh, co- correction, the West Coast Conference was, was a good basketball conference because of BYU. Because BYU had the resources and everything. Now with the departure, now the West Coast got the fight. Now it's going to be different for the West Coast for the next couple of years for the West Coast Conference. I actually really agree Even though with they're that good. Too. Even though they're good, but unfortunately, if it wasn't for BYU coming to, coming to the conference a decade ago, they wouldn't have been popular by now. Yeah, yeah, Domingo, you're right. You know, let, let's get to one more question before before we got to go to break. Uh, Super Bowl, what's your Super Bowl prediction? In reality, I don't care. I'm a Cowboy fan, and I don't even go, and I only go for the Cowboys. I don't care who's going to win the Super Bowl in reality. That's my opinion. Okay, Domingo, thanks, thanks for the call. Thanks for calling in, yeah. and uh, we'll make sure, make sure to call in, call in for the next shows, too. All right. Thanks, yeah. Domingo. Yeah, don't worry. We really yeah, I'll make sure. <laughs> yeah, I always call in all the time, but have, have fun, guys, and thank you. Have a good day. We appreciate you calling in and listening. As always, our number is 915. 915- Five of five six zero zero nine. We're gonna go to break. We're gonna head to the third hour. Like like I said again, now in five five of five six zero zero nine is the number to call in. You're listening to Sports Talk ESPN six hundred Paso. I'm Lane Frank. Across from me, UTEP Zay. Stay tuned. All right, Sports Talk listeners, we're back. ESPN six hundred El Paso for the third and final hour. This very special day. 
Steve Kaplitz, Adrian Bross, your regular host. They're going up to Arizona right now for the Super Bowl. But you got UTEP Zay, 15-year-old co-hosting it. Me, Lane Frank, 14, or 15 years old also hosting That's all good. Zay, you're 16 years old. It's fine. Um, we're going to do the third hour. We've got a lot of calls. As always, you can call number 915-505-6009. We've had some great guests. Aaron Jones and Alvin Jones. Garrett Stubbs. Going to the third hour. We're going to get some call-ins, hopefully. Like I said, 915-505-6009. But let's start out this third hour. A little bit of an interesting debate. Name, image, and likeness. I know David Pump called about it, but let's talk about it. Give me your just flat-out big thing on NIL. Me? I I like NIL. I know it's weird coming from a guy who's a UTEP fan, and I know it sucks, right? It sucks for teams like UTEP, maybe the group of five teams in oh, basketball. Group of five. Yeah, it, it's tough, right? But at the same time, it's really exposing who wants to be a winner and who doesn't want to be a winner, right? Yeah. If you're not putting in the the boosters and the collectives, if they're not putting the money up for an NIL collective, then it's exposing you, right? You don't you don't want to win, you know? Jerry Kill, the NMSU head coach, you know, he demanded, hey. I just I just got you guys seven win season. Maybe he didn't demand NIL, but they have an NIL collective now. But he demanded other things such as facilities and a bigger budget for recruiting. So stuff like that, you know, it's exposing who wants to be a winner and who doesn't want to be a winner. That's something I absolutely hate about name image like this. A collective. NIL should mainly be, okay, you can get a state farm deal, you can get a McDonald's deal, you can get a Warburger deal, you can get your local car dealership deal. You shouldn't be influenced by a collective. Jane Rashada, Florida quarterback, may example of this. This is how it can get ruined because a school can impact recruiting. They can say, oh, we'll get you this much money from our collective, and you'll come here. I don't like that at all. I think it should just be brands, not collectives. I agree with you. I agree with you. Collectives suck, in my opinion. Like, they're, they're just it, – it's it, I don't like that it's – like Steve says all the time, he doesn't like saying buying players, but that's what it is it, now. Exactly. I mean, I hate to say it, but Texas, $3 million roster, Michigan also – Football, the one where you're fund, it's just I don't like collectives at all. Yeah, no, I I don't think anybody in this sport does, but unfortunately, like this is just this is the reality of it now. So, I mean, it sucks, but we we just got to grow to move on, you know. Yeah, of course. And if people want to call in about this, you can always call our number. Like I said before, nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine to call about the NIL debate or any other debates you have going on right now. So yeah, NIL definitely a interesting thing to talk about right now. Um. What's the main example of NIL you've seen right now with just impacting a recruit? I think Jaden Rashada is the top. Yeah, Jaden Rashada, you know, um, I read about him earlier. Uh, committed to Florida, $14 million deal that he was going to sign. and or Originally, he was committed to Miami, if I'm not mistaken. He was yep. committed, to Miami, committed to Miami. And then he flipped over to Florida, $14 million. And it just it never, it never went through, right? And I guess the NIL collective realized, hey, we're not... You know, other schools really aren't paying four-star quarterbacks $14 million, and they said, you know, we're not really going to do that, right? So yeah. now he, now he's at Arizona State, you know, no public NIL dollars as of now, and it's just it shows what NIL, the bad side of it. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, Zay, I know we've done some did-you-knows, a few questions that I brought up. I brought up two questions. One of them was, was the only NBA legend to not foul out? That was Wilt Chamberlain. Never fouled out of an NBA game. And then the two teams who combined World War II to become a team, Steelers and Eagles, they were the Steagles. And the, what? The Steagles. The Steagles? The Steag- it's a good name. The Steagles. <laughs> and uh, a did you know I'm going to throw it right here. Andy Reid, was it true or false, was a head coach, was a coach at UTEP. Not a head coach, was a coach at UTEP. That's true. Kind of crazy right true. there. Andy Reid was a coach at UTEP. Same with David Culley. Used to be a coach at UTEP when he was the Texas uh, head coach last year. So, yeah, UTEP kind of has a good pipeline for old NFL head coaches, you could say, uh <laughs> 
Maybe not anymore, but definitely back then. Uh, didn't know that. Leave that in Twitter or call in to see if you know that. And we'll answer another question. An incomplete pass used to be a 15-yard penalty. True or false? Call in or tweet us on Twitter to answer that question. But let's get back to this NIL conversation really quick. More about it. And like I said, I don't agree with collectives, but a player who could be very impacted by this, Bronny James. Yep, you're right. Could he go to Memphis? Because mm-hmm. Memphis has been caught with scandals forever. FedEx with Emody Bates, that was a big NIL deal. You have the James Wiseman getting a house before NIL was a thing. Uh, Penny Hardaway could definitely get him. USC could definitely get him. Brian James not really a kid who needs NIL, but it could definitely impact his career. It definitely can, and, you know, he's he's the most valuable player in high school basketball because what he brings to, to a college as a brand, it brings so much, right? You're going to get little kids who are 8 and 9 out there rooting for, for hey, possibly Memphis, or, you know, you're going to have overtime posting Memphis highlights every day. Exactly. So, you know, this is huge. Whoever lands Bronny is landing a lot of engagement. Yeah, I, I uh, agree with that, but... Uh, you also get LeBron there. But is Bronny going to be good in the, in the college basketball? That's, that's something I'm a little bit interested about because he's a point guard, four-star. I think he's earned that four-star rating by now. I know a lot of people like to say, oh, it's this, it's that, it's his dad. Bronny's a good basketball player. He's earned that four-star rating. Yes, I, I agree with that too, right? Because maybe his name gets inflated a little bit. You know, of course, it's Bronny James, of right? Of course, yeah. But still, he's, if he, if he's probably a three-star without the name. He's a great defender. He's an elite finisher. You know, for the high school level, and uh, I don't, I don't know if his game is going to translate, you know, amazingly to the college level. But I think he'll be pretty good. I think he'll be a first round draft pick. You know, just based on the fact that hey, you get Bronny, you're probably going to get LeBron, right? So, you know, I, I like Bronny. Let's talk about his dad for a minute. LeBron James, big game tonight. Career impacted game tonight. Does he break the all time scoring record tonight? No, I don't think he breaks it. I, they're playing the Thunder, right? So yep. Thunder, so yeah. if he could break against the Bucks, that's perfect, right? It's the perfect. That's that's. It's perfect. That ticket would go so high. I think the highest ticket right now for the game tonight is forty thousand. That's higher than the highest Super Bowl ticket. Oh, if we, I'm not paying forty thousand to I, see LeBron drop fifteen points exactly. and then just like get benched in the third quarter. And who's paying six thousand for a nosebleed ticket at the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, bro, like it's just tough. It's tough, right? Because exactly. you don't know when LeBron's gonna break this record. LeBron could drop thirty five tonight and nothing's yeah. gonna happen. And then you wasted forty thousand on just a regular NBA game. Yeah, like they, it makes no sense. So if I'm if I'm if I have the money to buy a ticket and you're thinking about buying a ticket, I'd I'd, I'd advise you just to wait until exactly. that Bucks game because that's probably what's going to happen. And it's an awesome game to go to Thursday night Bucks game. Yeah, Lakers versus Bucks. Go wait for the Lakers to get back into it. I mean, seeing the Lakers play well against some of the top teams. Obviously, the Celtics game. LeBron got fouled, didn't get called. It's a great game right there. So uh, yeah, Lakers doing pretty well up against competition. Let's uh let's talk a little bit more right now. Let's switch over to NFL. I think there's an issue in the NFL right now. We have quarterbacks switching teams all the time. Now, Derek Carr was able to visit the Saints this week. That's going to be interesting. But I think 22 out of 32 NFL teams have quarterback insecurity. And to the listeners, what I mean by quarterback insecurity is, if you ask me, who's the quarterback of so-and-so, this team, in four years or three years, and I can't tell you, that's quarterback insecurity. Let's go by NFC South, I can't tell you. The quarterback Panthers, Falcons, Saints, or Buccaneers. NFC West, I don't know where Kyler Murray is in three years. Might not be Arizona, even though he's a massive contract. Geno Smith, Seahawks, I have no clue. Brock Purdy, Ford, Naris, I don't even know who's going to be the quarterback for them next season. And then for the Los Angeles Rams, we don't know how many more years Matthew Stafford has left. Same with the whole entire NFC North. Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins could be out in a few years. Justin Fields, he might be out this offseason. In the NFC East, I could wake up to headlines that says Daniel Jones signs with a new team this offseason. Sam Howe, you don't know what the Washington Commanders only two teams in the NFC with quarterback insecurity are the Cowboys 
in the Eagles. And then for AFC, it's a little bit different. But that's a growing issue in the NFL. I think you need to build around a quarterback. And a lot of people like to say, oh, it's good to just go out and get this big quarterback. They got, got Russell Wilson. Oh, we're going to go out and get Aaron Rodgers. Why not build in the draft? These two teams are Super Bowl built in the draft. Matthew Stafford and the Rams, they didn't build in the draft. They want a Super Bowl, though. Joe Burrow, built in the draft. Patrick Rums, built in the draft. I think that's a recurring theme. I think that's the best. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, building through the draft, you know, you talked about the Rams. They didn't build through the draft. But now look at them now, right? It's not looking like they have the brightest of futures in the NFL. I agree, right? Um, right now the Eagles, they really built through both, right? They, they, used to, they used to mix of both, right? But mainly through the draft. So I agree with that. You've got to get a quarterback to build around. I don't... You know, if you're the Jets, obviously, hey, Aaron Rodgers is right there. You'd want Aaron Rodgers. But still, you know, building through the draft is probably the safer way, even though, you know, the possibility of being a buzz, this and that. But it, it's, all in all, it's probably the safer way. Have you ever had this great of an era of quarterbacks? Because I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I think this is the best era. You know, maybe you go back like two or three years. That was yeah. probably, yeah. Is Mahomes the GOAT if he wins this? Up for the GOAT. Not the GOAT, but maybe most talented player of all time. Yeah. I, mean, I think that has to be thrown yeah, out there. Yeah, probably. If he wins this, I mean, ridiculous. Without Tyreek Hill. Yeah. 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 He'll, he'll definitely be in the GOAT conversation by then if he wins it. Even if he loses, it's still been an amazing career, Hall of Fame career in my opinion. So, yeah. For sure, for sure. And then uh, we're heading in uh, third hour. Right now we're heading to the second segment a little bit, but you can always call 915-505-6009. Give Zay and I a call. Whatever you want to talk about, we're going to be there for you. Next thing let's talk about right here. Obviously, we just talked about quarterback insecurity in the NFL, but where do you think these quarterbacks, what team, what quarterback do you think these teams are going to uh, get? So let me throw a name out there Texans, quarterback for the next five years. Give me a name. Um, Give me Stroud. Give me Stroud. Give me Stroud for the next five years. Okay. I, I like Stroud to the Seahawks. Oh, okay. Put I like him on the bench for the Put him on the bench. Yeah. State. I, think I like that. Colts. Colts are. I've seen Colts. I've seen Levis and the Col- the Colts so much. Definitely. Yeah. I'd, it'd be a, in my opinion, s- Will Levis is just not. He's not that guy. I saw a Colts trade up to number one for Levis. That's wild. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a uh, Levis not a Josh Allen type of quarterback in my opinion. All right. Next team, Panthers. I think Matt Corral. I could see Matt Corral. You know, but it's tough. You know, coming from that Ole Miss system, trying to translate that broken foot. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough, but I could see Matt Corral maybe being a a Daniel Jones type, just like being there, but being being able to carry a team. Rams and all right, next team, Rams, and I think I have a fun thing right here. I think they're gonna keep staff for the next three years, but saying five years, it could be a quarterback like Caleb Williams or Shadur Sanders, a quarterback that can be built in the draft. Yeah, I could see that. I could see. The Rams, they strike me as the type of team that, like, next year they're going to take some quarterback in the fourth round, and he's just, all of a sudden, in a couple of years, he's going to be crazy. Like, I can't put a name on it, but I feel like that would happen. They could do it this year. I mean, Bryce Perkins was not a good backup for them. It could also be Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield could mm. be a franchise quarterback for them in the next few seasons. Uh, Lions, next team. I want to say the, the goof, but I want to say Jared Goff, but okay. it's, it's not going to happen. Probably someone like, I don't know. That one's tough. Yeah, definitely. Let me spell one up myself. Vikings, I think the Vikings are going to get Caleb Williams because you need a quarterback that is perfect for Justin Jefferson. I think you got to say, Justin Jefferson, do you want to have a terrible season with Kirk Cousins or do you want to have a mediocre season, lose first round of playoffs, and you're stuck with him for the next few years? Or you want to be terrible, get Caleb Williams and win Super Bowls with him. I think that's what they need to do. Caleb Williams would be perfect for this Vikings squad. Uh, next team, let's throw at you, Raiders. Raiders, oh my gosh, that's tough. See, Jared that's Stidham? another team. Ugh. I mean, hey, maybe. Okay. Maybe. I'll give that a maybe. It depends on everything that's happening. They just The Raiders are just 
I don't know. Derek Carr, he struggled this year, obviously. I think he'll be fine with his next team, but um, I don't think he's going to be that great. The Raiders are going to have some issues next year, and I think they're going to get a good draft pick next year. I could definitely see Caleb Williams going to the Raiders, too. For sure, for sure. Caleb Williams to the Raiders in two years, that could be interesting. Drake May. This is a guy to look out for. Maybe Drake mm. made to the Panthers. Okay. Carolina kid. That could be uh, I like that. That could definitely be an interesting one right there. So, yeah. Uh, we're closing out this segment right here. 915-505-6009. Still more to come on Sports Talk. ESPN Sports Talk. I'm hosting it. Lane Frank, 15 years old, along with UTEP Zay, 16 years old. In place, Adrian Bross, Steve Kaplitz. They're on the way to Super Bowl 57. Eagles versus Chiefs. So, we're hosting it today. They're going to be hosting it from Arizona. The rest of the week, Brandon Alze, been doing this for two and a half hours. Let's talk about our NBA and college basketball picks tonight. You want to start out with NBA? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's do first game: Lakers versus Thunder. And is LeBron break the record? Um, no, LeBron doesn't break the, the record. Give me the Lakers by 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 a good seven. A good seven. Okay, Lakers by a good seven. And as always, you can call the number 915-505-6009. We need some callers. Call in if you want to listen to debate, a take, or anything else. Again, that's 915-505-6009. I'm taking the Lakers in that one also. Oh, uh, we got a game going on right now. Knicks versus Magic. Magic are up 48-40 to in the third quarter. Who do you have? Give me the Knicks with the late fourth quarter run. I like that. I'm a Knicks fan. I agree. Suns versus Nets. 42-41 Suns right now. We said we could see Kevin Durant on this team in two days. That could be interesting. But 353 left in the second quarter. 43-42 Nets now. Okay, this is, this is gonna be. I mean, game's on right now. It's a low-scoring game, to be honest. Let's see might, how Cam Thomas is doing. Is he cooking again? He is. He has 16 points already. Oh, he, Jeez, he is cooking. But yeah, g- give me the Nets. Give me the Nets uh, in a close game. All right, Nets in a close game. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Suns. Suns are a team that have kind of been struggling this season. Then they get get one against Celtics. I like the Suns in this one. With the comeback. I like the Suns. Bulls versus Grizzlies right now. This game just started. 14 to six Grizzlies. Give me, give me the Grizzlies. Give me the Grizzlies. Jaw. Keeps going crazy, or not keeps going crazy, but I think the the Grizzlies snap out of that little funk yeah. that they've been in, and a uh, jog goes crazy in this game, and uh, the Grizzlies get a much needed win. This might be Demar Derozan's last game at Chicago Bulls. I think he might go to the Brooklyn Nets. They might have to give Ben Simmons, a few other guys, Spencer Dwayne Dorian Finney-Smith. That could definitely happen. Demar I could see that. I'd like that. Yeah, and Grizzlies are a really good team. John Morant, obviously, a little bit of funk right now. Same with Demar Derozan, but let's see how it goes. Grizzlies can make some moves to the deadline. Same with the Bulls. I'm going to take the Grizzlies in this one. Timberwolves versus Nuggets? I don't know. That one's tough, you know. Because I, I like the T-Wolves, right? Even that, that that Rudy Gobert experiment has gotten extremely, not extremely bad, but it's gone not as they planned. The Nuggets the Nuggets are the Nuggets. Jokic is Jokic. Give me the, give me the Nuggets, yeah. Okay, he's taking Nuggets. Let's switch over to the college game. First game I'm going to pick right here. Arkansas versus Kentucky up in Lexington. Give me, give me the Woo Pigs, baby. Give me, give me the Woo Pigs. Okay. I love Devo Davis. I love that Arkansas team. And uh, yeah, give me Arkansas. I'm gonna agree. I like. I think Arkansas a team that's really struggled to get on their footing, but I think they win this one. They showed well in the Maui tournament, Maui Jam, but they lost to Creighton. I like Arkansas this one. Ricky Council, Anthony Black, Eric Musselman. Let's go, Arkansas. Go Razorbacks. Next game we'll pick is South Carolina versus Missouri. South Carolina team with Gigi Jackson. Top five recruit, but hasn't been doing too great so far. South Carolina really having a bad season. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like South Carolina in this one. Um, yeah, I don't really like South Carolina at all. <laughs> G. Jackson is a great player, by the way. But uh, give me, give me Mizzou. Mizzou. Dennis Gates, really fun team to watch. Yeah, G. Jackson was once committed 
to North Carolina, but he didn't go there. That would have been interesting if he was on the squad. North Carolina got smoked tonight by Wake Forest. They got murdered. Let me check the score on that game right now, but I, I know it's a blowout already. Yeah, they're down 61-44, to so uh, they're doing a big funk right now. 61-44, to Wake Forest is up on North Carolina. That's a big blowout. TCU versus Kansas State. That's a good game tonight. TCU in a really bad funk without Mike Miles. You know, this is why I love college basketball, because no matter if you're in bad funk or not, you're going to see something crazy. Give me TCU in a in a nail-biting win. I just don't think TCU could play well without Mike Miles. So I'm going to take Kansas State in this one. They showed well against Texas, but they blew a big lead. I think they rebound. Let's go, Kansas State. North Carolina State or Virginia? I kind of like Virginia in this one. Even the, or Let me rephrase that. I think Virginia is a good squad. North Carolina State is a very underrated squad. Virginia doesn't get the respect they deserve, but they still lost the other day to Virginia Tech. I'm going to go with Virginia, but a very close game, given NC State their respect. Yeah, give me Virginia, too. I love that system they run, defensive-oriented. Yeah, give me Virginia. All right. He's taking Virginia. He's taking Virginia. We're both taking Virginia. Ole Miss versus Georgia. That's going on right now. It's 51-49. to Georgia, Auburn, Texas A&M, 49-41. Auburn right now. Louisville, gang smoked per usual. Let's go over to top 25 really quick. We got Marquette versus UConn. Top 25 matchup. UConn is up by 20. That's a blowout right there. Dang. I mean, it's tough because I, I really like Marquette. They're top 10 in the nation. But UConn is UConn. They have all the talent in the world. They can easily be a Final Four team to get going. So it makes sense. And Indiana just edged out Rutgers to get a good one right there. 63-56 with about 30 seconds left to go. Trace Jackson Davis, this Indiana team, doing really well right now. Trace Jackson Davis, kind of an example of a guy who stayed because of NIL. I think that's what's really good about college basketball. He had a chance three years ago to go to play. Yeah, you know, I really like that Indiana team. Just another team, they have the talent to be a Final Four team. There's so many talented teams in, in uh, college basketball this year with COVID, the extra year, NIL. There's a lot of veterans that, that are that are ready for the moment. You want to throw a few uh, college basketball hot takes out there? Should we throw a few out there? Let's do it. All right, I'll let you go first. Okay, my hot take is... I got to think about it. I got to think about this one. Okay, okay. My hot take is Creighton makes a run to the final four. They have the talent. They got to an ugly start, but they they've been catching a little they catch some heat lately and uh, I really like Creighton as a team. Creighton was preseason in my final four, so uh, I really hope they can make it this year. One of my predictions I put out there the other last week was Duke of North Carolina still very talented teams. They'll both make the Sweet 16. I'm not so confident in that pick anymore, so I'm back off that one. One I'm going to agree with though is that the Big 12 is the best basketball conference right now, and it probably has been this whole century. 15 Final Four teams past the national champions. Can't debate with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The Big 12 is just, it's a gauntlet. Even even when Texas and Oklahoma Definitely. leave, it's still going to be a gauntlet. I mean, it's just, there's so there's so much talent in that league, and uh, yeah, you're right. I agree with that. Yeah, that's going to be not affecting for the Big 12 basketball, at least, in my opinion. It's going to get better because you're going to get Houston. That's a great team. BYU. Maybe you get Gonzaga in there. That could be interesting, but they, they might struggle. This Gonzaga team is struggling. Right now. All right, you want to throw another hot take out there? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I like, um, okay, I see this team on the schedule right here that I'm looking at. I love them. They've been struggling. They're 15-8, St. Louis. You know, okay. they got Yuri Collins, one of the best point guards in, in all of college basketball. He entered the transfer portal. He's averaging 10 assists per game. I think they have the talent to make a run in the A-10. I think, they, I think they're going to make a run to the... I think they're going to upset a team. You know, they're going to come in as maybe a 14 seed, a 13 seed, and they're going to upset a team. That's that's my hot take. All right. As always, you can call the number 915-505-6009. If you want to listen or call in, see your takes, give a take out there, or disagree with our takes, call in 915-505-6009. Let's get the phone ring, phones ringing up here in El Paso. Next hot take I got out there, Matt Painter, Purdue head coach, can have all the regular season success he wants. 
He has had zero tournament success. Elite Eight, at best, he needs to have real tournament success this year. This is his best team ever. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, a couple years ago when they had Ivy and Evie on the same team, they lost to North Texas in the first round. So I agree with that. Purdue, I'm not going to say they're fraudulent, but I, I definitely agree that he doesn't have any posting success, and you can't really rely on that. I mean, even last year, you have Ivy, Edie, and you have Travion Williams, and you lose to St. Peter's. That's just, I that can't that can't happen. Oh, uh, that's college basketball hot take right there. You throw one more out there, and I'll throw one more out there, and we'll finish it. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if this is really a hot take, but we talked about them earlier. UConn, they have all the talent in the world. I could easily see them making a run to the Final Four. Uh, I really like Jawan Newton, El Paso guy, good score, and they just they have a good team all around. It'll just depend on on coaching and whether they come together at the right time. Yeah, I definitely agree on that one. UConn can be the good team. Obviously, you have a great coach, Danny Hurry. Let's see how that goes. My last take I'm gonna throw out there is Arizona won the national championship. Very versatile squad. Tommy Lloyd, I love the way they've been playing. Umar Balo, Azulis Tobilis, Kirkrisha, more experienced team than last year. Let's go Wildcats. Okay, okay. That one's hot. That one's spicy. I, I can see it though. Tommy Lloyd is a great coach. You know, what he's done, just kind of supplementing all that all that he lost last year. You know, Coloco, exactly. Matherin, all of them they left. And to be able to uh keep that success from last year. It just shows what what good of a coach Tommy Lloyd is, and I can see them making a run. I could definitely see them making a run. Uh, it'll be tough, obviously. You know, anything can happen in March, but uh, that one's hot. That one's hot. Yeah, definitely. Let's throw one more. Did you know out there? It's college basketball late. I know a lot of people in El Paso will get this one. Who are the only two schools from Texas to win a college basketball national championship? We know you should know both of them. I think most people should both know both of them, especially people here in El Paso. Let's get these phones ringing if you know the answer. Or tweet the show, 600 ESPN El Paso, 915-505-6009. All right, Zay, let's move on. What do you want to talk about? We can talk about anything, man. Let's talk about some some way too early 2023 college football takes. Give, okay. give me give me your Heisman pick for next year. Heisman pick for next season, I really want to say J.J. McCarthy. Ooh. I can't say it. I'm going to go. I think Michigan's going to load manage Blake uh, Corum a lot better next season because the past two seasons he's burned out late in the season, got injured. They're going to low-manage him better. They're going to play Donovan Edwards a lot more. So Michigan, not going to have a player who wins the Heisman. Drake May, I don't think he wins the Heisman. I think they have a lackluster season. Shadur Sanders, I don't I don't like that prediction at all. Caleb Williams, I think he's just going to repeat. I can definitely see it happening, but it's just so tough. Anything can happen. Uh, I don't I. I want to say Caleb Williams. He's obviously, that's the choice, right? That's That should be the choice, but... I like Drake May, man. I mean, as bad as that North Carolina team is going to be next year, I think he's just going to have a ridiculous season. Take it away from Caleb Williams, and uh, yeah, I think they go eight and four next year, North Carolina. Yeah, definitely. And um, let's see how this goes because the thing I want to talk about here in the NFL is Eric Bieniemy, a guy who has never had a head coaching job, and there's two left: Cardinals and the Colts. Do you think he ends up at either of those? I unfortunately don't think he ends up at either. I think, you know, he's... He's going to go to the Ravens somewhere else. Yeah, I think it's... He's done with the Chiefs. It's it's long overdue for him to get a head coaching job, but I just don't think it happens this cycle, unfortunately. Uh, the Cardinals, they have the issue. They have their issues. Uh, the Who was the other team? The Colts? Colts, yep. Yeah, and the Colts, I just I don't see them taking the enemy. But who knows, man? I mean, he, he could be... He, it's tough. It's tough to gauge him with all the talent, but at the same time, he yeah. he's it's checkered past all yeah. that stuff. Every everything that can happen, but I don't I don't see him going to either team. Yeah, and uh, definitely a thing I want to talk on right here in the NFL is we talked about building with quarterbacks earlier in draft, all that. Let's talk about this year's NFL draft class with quarterbacks. Let's do it. Anthony Richardson, all the talent in the world, probably shouldn't have declared. What do you think? 
Yeah, I, I don't really agree with him declaring. Obviously, he's super athletic. He has all the tools. I think it would have benefited maybe a year at Florida. Napier gets everything under rule in year two, yeah. and you know he has the talent around him. But who knows? I've heard you know you've seen some stuff that hey. Good combine, good everything, good pro day. Exactly. And he, could, he, could, he can definitely sneak into the top 20. Yeah, I think Will Levis and Anthony Richardson are guys, who, are guys who can do really well off game tape, and then on game tape they can look a little bit different. So uh, physical tools are going to be there for Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. That might just play a role. I think for Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold, these guys were kind of guys who didn't really have the best game tape, but people thought they would have good on uh, game tape. They really didn't. Josh Rosen had a really bad combine, same with Sam Darnold. So that's why these guys are not in the NFL anymore. But hopefully Anthony Richardson will love his kind of successful NFL careers. What about Bryce Young? Kind of the wild card. I know he might be the number one overall pick, whoever it might be. Bears, Texans, Colts. Is he too tired to play the quarterback position? It's tough, right? It's tough. He's he's little. I think he's in reality he's probably like 5'10", 5'11". And uh, he has all the talent in the world, but it's just tough. I mean, those offensive linemen are 6'6", six, six, and just durability issues could become an issue in the future. And... It's tough. I think, I think he succeeds though. I think he he beats the size the size complaints, and I think he succeeds. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. Bryce Young kind of overcame a lot. I always said kind of overcame a lot because of size, but number twenty ranked recruit of all time. That's a funny thing. But yeah, Bryce Young really a quarterback. Hopefully, he can find some success and then felt whichever team might be. CJ Stroud, a guy who's always been described as hyper athletic or hyper accurate, but never really won games. Never really won the big games in college. That's uh, my complaint right there. CJ Stroud never beat Michigan. Never won a college ball playoff game as a starter, so that's my thing right there. Yeah, I understand those complaints 100%. You know, I like CJ Stroud. Obviously, you'd, you'd like to see him use his legs a little more. You know, I, I saw a whole TikTok about him just not scrambling, and it makes sense, right? He has the athleticism to do it, but he just doesn't. Maybe it's the system they run. Justin Fields really wasn't like the – he didn't really run – there wasn't a lot of QB runs for him at Ohio State, and you look at him now, he's one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the NFL, so – um, I, I like C.J. Stroud, but he might just be more of a just just there, right? He's not yeah. doing anything crazy. He doesn't get over that hump. I agree. I think for my Bears prediction, I've said this before on my show, is that I think the best thing for them is Justin Fields. Tools are there. All this are there. But you have the key. You have the ultimate gift, number one overall pick. And you have a quarterback, Bryce Young, who I think is going to be better. Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is going to have a good NFL career. But it's going to be with the Houston Texans. I think you trade Justin Fields over to the Houston Texans. You get that number two overall pick and that number 13 overall pick. Number one, take Bryce Young. You got defense coach Matt Eberflus. Take either Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, number two overall pick. And then number 13, go B. John Robinson. You can go Quentin Johnson. Justin Fields is going to have a good NFL career, but you're not setting this franchise up the right way if you stick with him, if you don't use that golden ticket, number one overall pick, or the golden ticket, Justin Fields. So you're saying Justin Fields for the number one overall pick? Number two, overall, number two pick, overall pick. And number 13 overall pick. And number 13. Pick. Ooh, that's spicy. You I'm take not... Bryce Young, get a defense player, get an offensive player. Okay. I mean, it's spicy. It's a, it's a hot take, right? Because, you know, Justin Fields, he really hasn't shown... He's shown improvement, right? But it's it, it's still... There's a lot of question marks around him. Obviously, you can't really fault him for the... Not the, the very lackluster wide receiver core around him. The very lackluster team around him in general. So... I get what you're saying. Bryce Young, he could possibly be that guy for the Bears, but I don't I don't see it happening. How do you think we see the Broncos next season? With Sean Payton, with Russell Wilson, is it going to be a complete different, oh, they're going to be the Payton Manning type of squad, or are they just going to be the same old Broncos? I don't know, man. I mean, Sean Payton has a mission there, right? It's it's get Russ back, get Russ back on track. Um, 
they have a good team around them, right? I like that team around them, but I don't see that team winning more than nine games, in my opinion. I think it's just there's there's just too much around that team for them to go over nine wins. I agree. And too many, too, I mean, that division was so hyped up this year, and everybody's saying, oh, this year the Chiefs don't make it. Chiefs come out the most resilient. That's why coaching matters the most. Raiders don't really have a great head coach. Chargers coaching failed them. And then same with Broncos, but then Andy Reid, all reliable. Former UTEP head coach. If you knew that, you call in 915-505-6009. We're in the third hour of sports talk. Adrian Bross and Steve Kalpitz are at the Super Bowl in Arizona for Chiefs versus Eagles. Let's go over to NBA for a minute. It's a really fun NBA team I like to watch. Orlando Magic. Cole Anthony, Archer Hampton, Jalen Suggs, Paolo Boncaro, Mo Bamba. Bull Bull, very exciting. Franz Wagner, Mo Wagner. This team with so much potential for the future. I agree. They're so young, but that's it scares you. It scares me a little, right? How young they are. Anything can happen. Injuries, exactly. people leave, trades, but I the potential is there. The potential is definitely there with Suggs, Mancaro, you know, uh Cole Anthony, like you said, RJ Hampton. That 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 should be your core. That should be the guys you keep together. Of course, um I think um, I think my one complaint would be maybe too many guards. RJ yeah, Hampton, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, you got to pick one. Yeah, but, you know, maybe you package some of those guards, some of those young players, and you get a good vet next year. Who knows? I mean, that team can go so many different ways, just like the Thunder. They can go so many different ways. So there'll be teams to look out for in the next couple of years. For sure, for sure, yeah. And another young, really, really young NBA team that I think is struggling right now is the Houston Rockets because they went the wrong direction. I don't know if your Jabari Smith Jr. was the perfect selection for you right there. But if you have the number one pick, do you trade it? Do you take Victor Wembanyama? Do you go with Scoo Henderson? Do you go with Brandon Miller, Amadi Dates? Do you go with somebody else? Because I don't know if Victor's the best direction for this team. Because Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, they don't do well together. That needs to be your first plan. Get rid of one of those guys. Hopefully it's Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah, I think if you're the Houston front office, I think I think Wemby's just too good to pass up on, right? You can't really pass up on him. Because if you do, there's, there's a chance that, hey, it makes sense. But, of course, there's a chance that he becomes one of the greatest players in NBA history. So you really never know. Uh, I agree. KPJ, Jalen Green, they really don't fit together. Uh, I think KPJ is a good player. I think he really is a good player. I think he just needs the right situation around him. And he can definitely be at 20 points per game. He can average 20 a game easy. But the Rockets, they're a tough team to gauge. You don't know what direction. A lot of these young teams, you don't know what direction they'll go in. So who knows? Who really knows? This is a question I'm going to throw out there for El Paso sports fans. When XFL, USFL, or maybe another sports league do well in El Paso, say there's an XFL team in El Paso, would that do well? Or maybe another minor league baseball team, I know that probably wouldn't happen, or a G League NBA team. Do you think that would be something that would be awesome to add to El Paso? Leave your answer, or you can call in 915-505-6009. And Zay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because this is a, this is a touchy subject. A lot of El Paso fans will they'll say, "Hey, let's bring a G League team over here. Let's bring you know an, an indoor football, whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, a semi pro team." I think XFL would be yeah, perfect. XFL would be great. Playing right? the Sumble, nothing's going on in the Sumble right now. If it yeah. starts in February and ends in May or whatever it might be, but still, like they'll they'll say that and then they'll they'll support for two games and then they're not going to support anymore. It's a sad part yeah. about El Paso fans and the diehards and everybody's listening to this show. They probably don't apply to that, right? They're probably going to most of the other games. I'm talking about the casual fan who's maybe saying, hey, there's nothing to do. There should be an XFL team or something, right? But then they're not going to support it. And exactly. That's, that's the sad part about this. So, but, yeah. Yeah, it'd be tough to support an XFL team. What about, what about say, let's uh, go locomotives? What if they get promoted suddenly to the MLS or some of the team gets relegated and they get to move up? What about, wouldn't that be crazy? 
That would be crazy, right? The locomotive team, just franchise that's struggling so far in its early years. Yeah. You know, they got up to a hot start, and then they, they've they fizzled out. You know, they've had a lot of coaching changes. Definitely. It's been a rough couple of years for locomotive fans. And as but much it's a great as you thing to have love, El Paso, yeah. soccer team. As much as it'd be great to have them, you know, promote to the MLS, they need their stadium, man. I mean, they got to stop sharing Southwest University. It'd I be agree. great to have their own stadium, indoor or outdoor, probably outdoor, of course. It but, still works, though, Southwest University yeah. Park. It definitely works, but it can conflict with baseball. The goal yeah, you can see the marks and everything. So, you you just rather have the you you'd want them to have their own stadium. All right, yep, this is good stuff. Ending up, coming coming close to the end of the show of our three. Stay tuned, Sport Talk fans. We're back, third hour to close out the show. I'm Land Frank, 15 years old. We got UTEP Zay across from me. He's 16. We're hosting the show today in place of Steve Kaplitz and Adrian Bros. You're listening to 600. East Pinal Passes Sports Talk. It's been a great show, Zay, hasn't it? It really has. This has been this has been fun doing it with someone my age. You Definitely. Know. All love to Steve, all love to Adrian, but <laughs> this was fun. This was yeah, fun. yeah. We've had some great guests. We've had Aaron Jones, Alvin Jones, had Garrett Stubbs, had a lot of callers. Of course, you can call in for the last 10 minutes. 915-505-6009 if you want to call in. Let's get these lines ringing. Let's bring up let's bring up another did you know. So the last one was who are the two Texas teams to win national championship? Obviously it's Baylor and Texas Western. I think a lot of people would have known that one. And yes, it is true that incomplete pass used to be a fifteen yard penalty. And another one is there are only two days a year without football, basketball, baseball, or hockey. So only two days a year without American major sport going on. That's a that's a that's a crazy stat. I mean those must be the the best two year I mean the best two days of the year, right? I mean, having all of those sports all at once, that's, that's the best two days. Or two days without oh, any of those sports. without? So, yeah, so without. Oh, those are the worst two so days. I guess there's only two days the whole 365 years without sports. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I guess we're spoiled, but those two days... <sighs> probably don't even yeah. realize. Yeah, you probably don't even realize it. Probably in the offseason of a couple sports. But still, I mean, those are probably the two worst days of the year. Definitely. And Cam Thomas, he's cooking 24 points. Dang, 24 already at halftime? Uh, they just got out of halftime, so 24 points at halftime. Uh, this is just madness. I've, I haven't seen something like this in a like, while. Like you said, let them cook. Let, let these them players, cook. like Garrett, let them cook. They're playing great. Let them cook. Jan Hardy cooking. Cam Thomas cooking. Who else could be cooking? Okay, so I think a player, maybe Josh Christopher. He was good in high school. Didn't really that. do much in college. He could be great. Brandon Boston, he I could be good. That. You let him cook. Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard. Uh, let's think of some other guys. Not I like Terrence. Yeah, Terrence Mann letting him cook. I like that. I like that one a lot. I think Brandon Boston, too. Kind of a guy who had a bad college career, but could have been good if he, uh, I mean, if he went to a different college or just played better. We can see, but that, uh, let's see. Let's see who else. Let's throw a name out there. Who else could cook? Who, if you just gave him a spotlight, would do great in the NBA. Let me think. Let's think. Who are, off the Somebody, bat, off the top of my head, I could see someone like, hmm, Lonzo Ball, if you got Lonzo. healthy ever, if you got healthy yeah, ever, if Lonzo gets healthy. Like, um, let me throw one out here. Let, let's say Jared Mac. Culver never found his feet in the in the NBA, so he's definitely not out there. Let's let Mac McClung kick. Okay, Cook. I like okay, that. Yeah. I like Mac, that. Mac McClung, that's a fun one. He's gonna be doing the NBA dunk contest in the NBA All Star game. I know you and I gave our NBA All Star picks out earlier, but uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's definitely a name out there. So yeah, let these guys cook in the NBA. It's fun to see. And then kind of for NFL too, how many Brock Purdy's there in the NFL? How many guys are sitting on the bench as a quarterback right now, sitting on the bench as a fourth-round pick, as any other position, who could just be great in the NFL? That's the thing. If you want to call in, talk about that. Our number is 915-505-6009. 
bro, we really just did a whole three hour show together. I know. Sports talk. We really just did that. Like, yeah, that's we just hosted a whole ESPN live radio show in three hours, and we're both still in high school, underclassmen in high school. Bro, this is crazy. Oh, we got it. We got some callers calling. Let's do it. All right. All right, we have a caller coming in right now. Sports Talk fans, stay tuned. We get a yelp. Okay, okay. Uh, we're going to wait a little bit on that caller. But, yeah, Cam Thomas cooking right now. Nets are still losing right now to the Sun. So if you want to call in, give your trade deadline predictions. We're going to answer your call ending the show soon on Sports Talk. So get your calls in soon. Obviously, you can tweet the show, Sports Talk. Adrian Bross, Steve So will be broadcasting the rest of the show for the rest of the week. From the Super Bowl, who do you think is going to the Super Bowl? Chiefs or Eagles? We ready to go with the caller? We are. It's, it's our guy Joe, line one. He just told me about Tristan Noon dropping a triple double for UConn. All right. So Joe, tell me about. Tell triple me more about the UConn game. You, did you watch it? Yeah, Tristan Newton got a triple double tonight for uh, UConn. Second one. He had one earlier in non-conference play against Buffalo. Uh, as Marquette got knocked off, number ten. Ranked against uh, 21, U- uh, ranked UConn at uh, at uh, at Campbell Pavilion tonight. So it was a big win for uh, UConn after they've been struggling uh, in the conference uh, after going undefeated in uh, non-conference play. I did not realize Marquette was top ten, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. To drop a triple double in college basketball and to do it twice—that's wild, right there. He should be considered Tristan Newton. For National Player of Year conversation, I love Sule Boom. I love Oscar Sheboy. Brandon Miller, I think, should still be. But Tristan Newton could definitely be up there. What do you think about that, Zay? I agree. Dropping a triple-double in as a guard is tough. You know, as a player in college basketball, it's tough. And someone who did it last year, of course, Sule, you said. But Tristan Newton doing it twice in the Big East, that's tough. I can definitely tough. see him up there for National Player Drop a triple-double in college basketball just seems wild. But, like... NBA game is only 48 minutes long. College basketball game, 40 minutes long. But you see a triple-double every night in the NBA, and you rarely see one in college basketball. Why do you think that is? Just because no breaks? And then women's basketball, same length, but you still see more triple-doubles. Is that quarters? Who knows? It might be quarters. It really might be quarters. But uh, uh, shot clock might have something to do with it. It's, tough. it's a lot of reasons. You know, Definitely. The, the college game and the NBA game are so much different. But it's, it's a good question. What do you think about the idea of shortening the shot clock? It used to be 35 seconds. It's 30 now. I saw a report it might go 24. I don't like that. I don't like that either. I really don't like it. I think it causes for some sloppy defense, just bad shots chucking up at the end of the shot clock. Just leave it where it's at. It's perfect where it's at. I really like it, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Let's check on Cam Thomas one more time right here. They're down 10 now, the Brooklyn Nets. That's pretty bad. Cam Thomas, yep, still at that 24 points. He hasn't done anything this half, but DeAndre Aiden, a guy, 17 points tonight, fighting to keep his spot on the Suns team. Do you think he gets moved? Trade deadline. I do think he gets moved. I think he gets. it's going to be like one of the bigger deals. I don't know where he gets moved to. Probably to a younger team. Maybe someone like maybe the 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 Magic. I could see that happening. You know, maybe they make a big big deal for him. Him, Bancaro. That could be nice. But uh, I think I think he gets moved. Do we still have Joe on the phone here? Um. Yeah, we do have Joe. Joe. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you for calling. Yeah, I just wanted to mention also, if you get a chance, guys, uh, go to the Hartford Current newspaper. Two Sundays ago, they had a feature story on Tristan Newton. Had a bunch of quotes from uh, Coach Gutierrez over there at the Burgess that they used in the article. Great story talking about the young man from out in West Texas, uh, Tristan Newton. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling in, Joe. We're gonna wrap up the show you right now. You take care. Bye bye. Thank you. 
Thanks, Joe. That was a, a nice phone call. Definitely. I didn't even know Newton dropped triple doubles. So I now. didn't know either. I didn't even know Marquette was top 10. That's why. <laughs> uh, yeah, Shaka Smart. Hey, yeah, definitely. Tra- I mean, hey, Texas, even though Rodney's doing great, they might be wishing they had kept Shaka because uh, Chris Beard obviously was out after two years. Yeah. But yeah, that was an awesome show. Wrapping it up right now. Thank you so much, Sports Talk listeners. We just did that. We just did that. Three um, hours, full ESPN 600. We got producers in the back. Angel, we got Day. This was an awesome show. I think it's the first ever ESPN radio live show hosted by the two high schoolers. Let's get this. Let's get this national. Let's get this national, man. Let's that was get awesome. This national and also shout out my boy Angel. Yeah, helped us out back here through Definitely. everything. You know. Definitely. Oh, oh, he, he's gonna say some words too. Let's go, Angel. Y'all have been doing great. Great job. Y'all are natural talents. I want y'all to keep going. Did a great job today. Perfect. As always, you can listen podcast. We can put this on Apple Podcast. Sure are. Definitely. And then obviously, Adrian and Steve are going to be broadcasting from the Super Bowl for the rest of the week. You just listen to Sports Talk by me, Lane Frank, 15 years old, Uteb Zay, 16 years old. We just hosted the whole three hours. Stay tuned for tomorrow's show. Steve Kaplitz, Adrian Bros, broadcasting from the Super Bowl. We're out.